Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I am your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM Show75. Joined uh, as always uh, by the lack of Casey. No Casey today. It's another no Casey day. Yay. The Our, peasants uh, rejoice. Our homeboy, uh, Vinny Massaro, decided to swing by a little bit, which is a perfect week. We also have Byron, the fever. Fire fever, catch it. Yeah, nobody wants to catch anything from you. Catch dude. it. Nobody wants to catch anything from you. No mic too close to my mouth? No, I don't know. I'm just sure leveling it out because Vinny's probably a little quieter than us. How you doing, Vinny? Can you hear us? Did we lose Vinny again? I think Vinny's on his cell, so he may be... A little in and in and out here, but uh, Byron, give your get tell people where they can find you and all that. All stuff right, that so uh, I got I got social media continuity uh, happening here. So at Byron Fever on Twitter, on Instagram, on Venmo, and uh, I think Snapchat. I don't do Snapchat that much. Um, Instagram's been really doing the the filters that Snapchat's been doing, so I kind of don't do Snapchat. So yeah, much, is there really any point to Snapchat? Like, I think I like used it once because I don't even know why. But I don't. We like, know why. We what? know why. Your the mom. Re- I know your mom. You don't. You don't even know my mom. She's a nice lady, and. Anyway, I know she is very very accommodating. I love it when she sends me dick pics. Uh, that's, that's weird. She wouldn't do that. That's really weird that you no, said she's doing that. I'm kidding. I'm going to have a talk with her. See what. It wasn't her penis. It's fine. What's up, Vinny? Can you hear us now? Are you there? Did we, Vinny? Oh, we lost Vinny altogether now. Oh. Which is a shame. I hope, I hope we get him back in because, um, this week, uh, Vinny was, um, featured heavily on this past uh, week's episode. Yeah. He was in that incredible battle royal. I know, and my money was on him. Best bet I ever made. What What did you do with the money that you lost from that? Um, what, what, well, why would you think I lost? I mean, Vinny was I watched, sure fire no, bet. Yeah, but then I watched the show. Oh, but see, you're, you're assuming that... Uh, you're assuming that I bet on him to win. Yeah. Wait a second. No, I thought that's what you did. I thought you said he did that. I did. I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against Vinny. Are you kidding me? It was. Uh, I was very happy to see him in the match. Um, and actually, the Battle Royal. Some people complained about it, but complained I about what? The oh, the, how short it was. Uh. Oh, Vinny says he'll be back in like two minutes. Okay. Um, just how short it was, how, how it sort of hot shotted a trios title match. And also in, in that regard, they could have done that differently and given more airtime to the other two matches. Personally, I thought it was awesome. And um, it was a lot longer live too, wasn't it? I felt like it was, yeah. it was like they built that episode backwards where they started with the main event and then, you know, timed out the Katrina and Ivalice thing to fit good. And then whatever was left was what the battle Royal got. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it was still cool though. I, and I like that they do that because, um, you know, they have these battle Royals at Ultima Lucha. They make sure that the whole cast is there. It's pretty much the, the, the season finale and rap party too. So 
it's like you know not every storyline is gonna necessarily make it in but we're happy that Vinny did make it in hey Vinny we were just talking about your your unique opportunity battle royal oh well thank you it was and, uh, uh I had my money on you uh, you know what you're an idiot uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the Joseph said too good lord betting on Vinny's not a good bet no, I'm not a good bet. I, you know, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for putting your your money on me. But uh, I'm uh, I was a little unnumbered. There was there was two teams in there. I I have no team. I think it's like I think I'm. I was trying to get like uh, Muscarita with me, and then maybe uh, I don't know, maybe Pimpinello. You know, we could be like you know the, you know, you know the odd man people or the odd couple. I don't know, just something weird. But you know, we had the you know what's his name, Ricky Mundo and and mm -hmm. PJ Black, and then the, the the Rabbit Tribe. I was just like, you know, and then Joey Ryan and and Officer Reyes. I just, I, I couldn't even be. Honestly, what it was is I just, I, I couldn't wait to get out because I, I, I really don't like cops. So I just need, needed to leave as soon as possible. <laughs> well, that makes sense. But um, I, will, so I will say, you know, spoiler. I'm going to give you guys a spoiler because you guys are, you know, the MMMMMMMMM show is always the best. Spoiler. Shortly after... Uh, PJ, uh, the Darewolf, gave me that super kick. He received some broken ankles. I mean, coincidence? I don't think so. I mean, I'm just letting you know. Well, yeah, he somehow fell out of a plane, I think, multiple times. You're right. That's what he says. I think it's honestly his – my chin broke his ankle from when he kicked me, but that's besides the point. <laughs> you know, I I've, I could see, you know, a nice little – push or shove out of an airplane being kind of up your your alley i mean that's strong style right a nice shove thank you for thank you for literally giving me the worst sell ever ha ha wow i mean I, i've heard you laugh at casey stuff so i know you i know you can fake laugh come on <laughs> uh, no look look i miss casey dearly like uh, the shows casey? all right you miss you miss casey all right here i go ready okay let's hey, hear it. guys Hey guys, what? Where's El Dandy? Okay, that's pretty solid, Casey. <laughs> hey, is that that one time like when La Parka was wrestling with the little midgets and stuff? I like La Parka. <laughs> He's the chairman of WCW. Well, that's the Casey, actual. There you go. That's your Casey right there for you. Uh -huh. if you miss him. He actually, he's uh, the stuff that I know him to say is not stuff that I would say on the air. But he That's, does. You've never, like you've ever held back anything before. Come on, Byron. Let's spill the beans. He's not here. No, 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 I no, mean, no, Casey, no. Casey is definitely a little more um, R-rated on the show and not the normal NC-17 that, that he is uh, behind scenes. Casey's he's a little up, more raw in real life. He's definitely more obscenely flirtatious with the other gentlemen in his life. I, could, I, mean, I think you know. that's the way to put it. When you're cruising, you're cruising. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So th this this battle royal, um, we were Vinny. While you weren't here, we were talking about uh, there, there were a lot of people complaining about the length and thought you guys should have gotten more time for that match. I I I felt like it was longer live. I mean, I remember cheering and screaming for you a lot, which means that it had to have been longer when we were actually there, right? I feel like it got shortened down. I think so too. Did I lose you, Ben? I think I think he's muted. Oh, 
Well, I didn't do it. I think he did it to himself. I didn't do it. No, I'm still here. Uh, I mean, people were complaining about it, and eh, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, there's a. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a. Uh, you know, I th- for for me, the way I look at it is uh, it, it's continuity, and it needed to be there for the storyline. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, and as I was saying, I think it gave everybody a chance to to be on the show for Ultima Lucha. Like, not everybody yeah. has a huge storyline going into Ultima Lucha Trace, and I think they did a good job of making sure that everybody was represented and getting, you know, everybody out there. Um, you know, plus uh, Chiaki needed to get tongue-kissed by Pimpinella. I mean, oh, that God. just kind of needed to happen, right? Right, well, I mean, it has to. I mean, there's it's not Ultima Lucha unless, unless somebody gets tongue-kissed by Pimpinella. It's just the way it is, but... I mean, in you know WrestleMania, there's the the you know Under the Giant Battle Royal. So I mean, you know, it just I don't know. I think it's a uh, you know I mean I, I think it served its purpose because it, it had a it had a storyline obviously with you know with the winner uh, having going to have a match. I'm guessing next week. Uh, so I you know I the first season of Ultima Lucha I was in the same thing. There was a battle royal on the Ultima Lucha and it was in the, I was in that one too. So you know what. Uh, I, 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 ever gonna call, I love Ultima Lucha. It's literally like the, the best it's fun. Everybody has a, a great time and the match, everybody just knows it's Ultima Lucha. You can feel it. So everyone yeah. goes a little bit extra in their matches. So, you know, that's why usually, usually I go about 20 seconds in the battle Royal, but I think I went 33. <laughs> You're feeling it. I remember, um, I remember when we were there live, it was more of a surprise and they kind of let the cat out of the bag for the taping or for the for the episode but it was we popped huge for Pimpy's return cuz Pimpy had been around I think all season 3 yeah i mean that was this was kind of a day of returns cuz uh yeah. it was similar for Ivelisse too it was kind of like you know a lot of your favorites were back and it felt like it felt like the old lucha underground like the whole family was back and everybody was ready to go and I, I mean, I had fun with it. Maybe just seeing it on TV, like having been there, maybe it's a different story. But, you know, maybe the TV audience didn't feel it as much. But I think yeah. people were still liking the episode. And, and honestly, people not liking it to a certain extent is a good thing because that means they wanted to see more of you guys. They wanted to see more of Pimpy and Joey and, and Vinny and Ricky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, um... What yeah, was the other? There was also. Oh, the, I mean, there were, go ahead, there's always there's always uh, the dark battle royals, but with this one, with it spanning over several days, what I really liked is that um, is that they still did a off camera battle royal um, on the next day's taping too, because it just they, they are they are a lot of fun and part of the appeal to this one that was more live than um, on camera was. You know, they they cut a lot of that stuff out. They had to make it a, like a four or five minute scene, but they're usually a lot of fun. You get to see everyone that you wanted to see that isn't on like the two or three big matches per episode, and every, everything's a little looser, you know. And uh, I remember, I just I remember some stuff from the second one, and I was surprised to see this one on TV actually because I thought for sure. I think we were even talking about it, and maybe in a long lost episode that may or may not be found under a pile of uh i believe I, I believe i found it uh, i have to check it i haven't listened to it to see what's in there yet and i kind of don't want to i kind of want it to be a surprise but i believe the uh lost 
uh, live reactions or post uh, Ultima Lucha 3 episode will air in the next few weeks at some point. Yeah, I'm a little interested on on what we said a year ago. I can't hear it yet because there's still, there's still spoilers yeah. in it that would ruin but, the next couple of weeks. But I think uh, if you listen to it, it uh, I think we mentioned, we may have mentioned, I know we talked about at least at the taping that we thought even this Battle Royal wasn't going to be on the show. Because they're usually just a fun thing to get the whole crowd warmed up before like Phoenix. Yeah, but see, I, I, I argued this with Casey even back then, I believe that it was it was going to be on because of where the cameras were. And Casey That's did true. not believe it. Casey is a pessimist all the way, just all the way through. Like he keeps he keeps uh, DMing about how Lucha Underground is canceled. And there's literally been no news. He just keeps coming up with the idea out of out of nothing. So I well, think we're better off without him because we're gonna have a nice, fun, positive time. I mean, um, um, well, well, we'll we'll discuss that in a minute too which, because there there has been a little bit of news, but I don't know how accurate uh, Mr. D DM himself, the real DM, Dave Meltzer. I don't know exactly how accurate his information is, but mm. I will. I will clarify that as much as I can without getting myself in trouble. Should uh, we get to the episode first? Uh, yeah, we, we might as well. And uh, I like uh, Dante Oblivion says that no one wants to see more Ricky Reyes. Or are you talking about Ricky Mundos? Which Ricky are you talking about? There's a lot of Rickies in this match. Um, and uh, Paulie was talking about the uh, Masquerita getting a little boo-boo the second day. It's weird because didn't he do a big dive onto a motorcycle? Who, Masquerita? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, he was in the motorcycle. Yeah, he did. And he was fine after that. <laughs> well, uh, he's a resilient He's a resilient little fellow Yeah. in general. I mean, he's taken some seriously crazy, crazy bumps. Um, you know, and then, like everyone, whenever they get in injured, it's always on, like, the stupidest thing. It's like they get injured walking down the temple stairs, not when, like, you know, Angelico doesn't get injured when he dives off the top of the office. He gets injured, like, doing a quick bump-out spot through the second rope. <laughs> you know? R like, yeah. RVD doesn't get hurt doing all of his stupid stuff, but when he does a baseball slide, he'll break his leg. Exactly. I mean, like, he, the dude has done front flips into the freaking chairs in the audience before, and he's fine, you know? But I guess, you know, a lot of times, and in, in, I think a lot of times when you're focused on a big spot, you're you're in a lot better place and it's a little spot where you're not paying attention or you're just doing something that wasn't planned or you weren't thinking about it that that is where you're more prone to injuries i mean these guys are professionals and when they're doing the big spots they're they're they know what the hell is coming but you know i can't talk i i hurt myself more walking than i do doing anything i hurt myself i was carrying a backpack over one shoulder i think the past week and now i have a pulled muscle in my lower back well on I mean, one side you're mostly up pussy so that's not entirely surprising mm, first of all no second of all you i said mostly i didn't say entirely i you're said older than me so you get hurt for less um and also uh what is it paul cross in the chat room uh yes we were there we were losing our shit i can't believe that you didn't notice that we were there for the uh for that particular dark match you have to be in the live chat to know what we're talking about maybe yeah <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and uh, that's oh yeah. So how about how about? Well, we well, want to talk about the, the, 
original. Well, let's talk about the very beginning of the show, the Evil yeah, Lisa Jeremiah on. Crane segment, where uh, <laughs> Jeremiah Crane didn't think that Evil Lisa was the baddest bitch in the building. He just thought she was a bitch. And yeah. wow, wow, there that was, was not a smart thing to say. <laughs> there was a really good shot of him passed out in the stall. Really good background yeah, foreground. Oh, passed out is Crane. putting it very nicely. I mean, knocked knocked the fuck was, out is, is more like out. it. Yeah. It was, I mean, I, I it was weird. I was happy live when Evie came back, but it was it's just kind of weird that they just put that match on the show without explaining anything. Like Evie got hurt. What do you mean? They set it up at the beginning of the season. That match was booked like was it the first episode of season three? Yeah, but there's a big gap, so all of a sudden it's back on, but there's no, I'm back from a broken ankle, and Katrina and her yelling at each other some more. It was yeah, just kind of like... Yeah, I, I did think there was going to be a little more backstage vignette action leading up to that. But And, and honestly, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more backstage uh, vignettes throughout for her. I figured even with yeah. the inju injury, they could have maybe carried the storyline along without her actually being in the ring. But I, it was nice to see Ivelisse back. Yeah, it was. And I thought she did a great job. And uh, and Katrina isn't a wrestler. You know, she's not currently training to be a wrestler. And when you're not in the ring on a regular basis, I mean, she has training, but when you're not in the but ring on a regular a, she's basis. She's a genuine athlete, too, though. I mean, she was yeah. a volleyball player. She spent her time in WWE developmental and doing the Maxine thing over there. It's not like she hasn't wrestled. And, and many Lucha Underground fans mm -hmm. don't even necessarily realize that she, she was a serious wrestler at one point in time. Though I don't know that that was ever her calling. I mean, she seems like she definitely wants to be more of an actress and, and going that route. Um, mm. why, why, what, 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 what's that look for? What's, oh, for? no, no, no. She's, uh, she's getting some acting roles. It's great. But you know, I don't, I just, I just follow Lucha blog, the premier Twitter source for Lucha blogging. And <laughs> Okay, and what is <laughs> what does our friend the Cubs fan have to say about uh, there Chris was Carly? there was uh, some sort of fan, interview? Fan, Cubs fan and Lucha Blood. There's two different people. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're totally right, Kayfabe. <laughs> but Lucha it's, Blood. Just, it's, it's this is Casey coming out. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so also, what did Mister Lucha Blood? Like the, some of the Casey stuff that sort of, that comes out of this as you read into how. The wording that people use, and she used a lot of past tense, referring to. Well, yeah, and she's not the she's not the only one. A lot of people have been using yeah. past tense. Vinny, Vinny, when you talk about Lucha Underground and your role on Lucha Underground, do you speak in past tense? Uh, well, English is my second language, so I'm sure I go back and forth with within my when I get interviewed. But I mean, sure, it was 14 months ago. That's the way I look at it. I mean, you know what I mean? It's you know when people when people say, hey. How was that uh, battle royal? I'm like, well, let me, let me, well, you know, I had a lot of fun. Okay, that doesn't mean like, you know, you know, it was a great match. Oh man, I remember that match. That was awesome. It's not like this, you know. The, oh, what does that mean? You know, it's. I think I think people are uh, di dissecting it a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's something more than it is. I mean, I have no idea, honestly, why she said past. You know, it's past tense. I'm like, should should we be, should we care? Should we even, you know, even even discussed that she's she talked about it in, uh 
Yeah, no, no I, I don't I, know what you're saying. It's, I, it's just like it's – some people, are, I think, are reading too far into it. And I also think that No, you're trying, kidding me. In, in professional wrestling? Get out of here. Yeah. It doesn't, that doesn't happen ever. And well, I think, I think she, she always had aspirations. Yeah, she always had aspirations to do a lot of stuff anyway. And, you know, the hiatus has not uh, stopped her from doing that in any fashion. So, you know, if people are reading into it that she's moved on, it's not that she's necessarily even moved on. It's that she's been moving the whole time. She was always trying to do that stuff. And if Lucha's not there, right. she's going to be doing that stuff anyway because she was always trying to do that stuff. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, to me personally, I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand that. It's not like, I mean, it's, it's not like we have this, you know, it's not like we're, we're on the road, you know, Sundays through Wednesday where, you know, hey, you can't, you know, you can't do a, a movie role. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, you guys, you, you guys are better. You guys know better than me. It's, I mean, yeah, you'd be yeah. taking off two weekends a month. <laughs> two, yeah, two weekends a month. That's I mean, really I mean, like, not a hard uh, schedule adjustment, I mean, and I'm sure if you could right. uh, accommodate a lot of s schedules, especially in the the movie and acting world. You know, around that <laughs> two weekends is not yeah. a lot. I, mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think I told, she did a lot of vignettes, and obviously, I don't know. I think she. I mean, to to me, can't do both. I don't. I mean, I think I think it's awesome like a, that. A, a, yeah. What's that, Vinny? We were losing you. We lost the last thing you said, Vinny. Well, you can come back in a second and tell us. I think for her that like, if she was doing a lot of other stuff, and she was, you know, she had a great part in the show the past couple seasons, and I, I'm happy that they used her to actually wrestle because she does have mm -hmm. some wrestling ability. Um, Sure, it's not something that necessarily needed to be showcased week in and week out. She's not like a top performer in the industry, but it was really cool to see her be able to showcase some of those skills. And I love the fact that they protected her, or I shouldn't even say protected, but used her appropriately, let her brawl, let them work up the crowd a little bit before they got into the ring and hit some of their spots and some mat work. I thought it was a, a perfect use. And they were stiff as hell. Those chops she was throwing right when they first got outside the ring i was like damn yeah. what the hell girl right in the throat too she had been saving up those chops for a long time apparently yeah no i, I thought she did great i thought they both did great i mean it did you know it was obviously it was like everyone you know people were like oh i can't believe it was kind of like one of those brawls i'm like of course it's a, it's a brawl i mean you know you know look at it as the way you know the characters just portrayed it you know mm -hmm. Lee's just found out her boyfriend is in love with her katrina pretty much wants to get rid of her so it's like okay yeah let's get in the ring let's circle let's lock up let's you know let's do this let's trade a, a wrist lock i'm like of course they're gonna go get in there and just go at it because you know they hate each other it's the way you know what i mean i mean, I mean come on you can't you can't tell me you've never seen two women uh fight when they hate each other over a man come on now and and honestly it was way more realistic it's like what, what are they supposed to be doing? Like hitting top rope flips or whatever? Like, you know, so, Carly so hadn't wrestled in, in so the years. Got, so the shirt that got ripped off, that's part of a realistic fight? Uh, for Absolutely. <laughs> Man, you never seen two women fighting in the street? Like I was, I worked this show, uh, Police Women of Dallas, and every now and Come then- Come on, Byron. <laughs> don't pretend. Don't pretend no two women haven't fought over you. Don't, don't, don't play coy. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Usually, I have seen I have seen the the clothing ripping happen before in real life when when some right. people get at it in the street. That is no joke. That was and, and exactly the most realistic exactly what, thing in that match. And exactly what Dario did, just kind of turn around and just like close the door is exactly what you should do. Just walk <laughs> away because you're definitely not going to win in any of that situation. You're like, nope, nope, bye, have fun, <laughs> enjoy, ladies. Nothing. Because what, hap what happens? Because I've because I've seen it happen. What happens is the cops come in, and then the two girls all of a sudden are best friends, and they point to the man, and the man gets arrested. I've seen it many many times. Oh, that's wow. terrible. Ooh. Okay. I, I hope you've just been a spectator to that. That's all I'm saying. Allegedly. 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 Yes. Supposedly. <laughs> Supposedly. What what had happened was. <laughs> Wait, Vinny, you said that English just, is your second language, so you yeah. you speak Italian fluently. You still yes, know sir. Italian? I was well, I was I was born in Sicily, of course. You know, that's it's my I'm, very first. Well, language. I've never heard you speak Italian before. You got to say something cool in Italian. All right, all right. Hey, um, mio amico Casey, uneka uneka proni e un testi di minchia. Per dire la verità, un mi un mi piace. Of there course, that's what it's All right, Casey, you're gonna have to translate that for yourself. I said, I, I said, I said, my my friend Casey is is the the, the best, of course. Yeah, that's what, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> you guys don't believe none of that. No, no, I'm totally buying it. That's a strong sell. I'm, I'm, yeah. Sure, just just like when I'm in the ring and I and I speak Italian, I say all oh, fans, and then they're like, "Yeah, go Vinny." I'm like, "Oh man, all right." I have to say, one of my favorite things in, in wrestling is cursing in foreign languages. Uh, oh, uh, I love it. Tejano and uh, and uh, Pentagon, I think. Uh, yeah, like they start really off rip. matches with just things in in very not nice things in foreign. Oh, Tejano, Tejano's the best. Tejano will do uh, like jump off the top rope and cochinga to madre like in the midair. It's like the greatest <laughs> yeah. thing ever. I remember he was walking down to <laughs> I the ring every time. We learned how to say, yeah. I forgot naturally, but for a while we learned how to say how to split someone in half. Uh, yeah, except it's not um, quite what the, the terminology meant. Rough, rough <laughs> translation. <laughs> yeah, very uh, rough. <laughs> very, very rough. <laughs> we uh, need Alex right back so we can hear like some German cursing. That's what we need. Ooh, let's take it easy on the Germans. Yeah, it's Alpine. maybe he's not the best guy to bring up right now. It's, uh, <laughs> some of the, you know, a lot of people are a fan of a lot of German uh, history these days. <laughs> makes makes Byron, people you, you make are, me a little you're nervous. You're Mr. Beating around the bush today, aren't you? <laughs> Dude, By, I, Byron is just on a one-man spree against every Nazi that he can find. It's like... Uh, the other day, I was Whoa. like, hey, Byron, what's going on? I'm like, oh. and he's like, oh, is there Nazis around? I'm like, excuse me, I'm just, <laughs> just having a sandwich. No, Vinny, Vinny was tweeting with some Nazi who blocked me on Twitter. We were I didn't know. We don't know. I was talking about wrestling. He's like, oh, is that a Nazi? I'm like, what? No, there's not. A, no, I'm sure it's a Nazi. I'm like, okay, Byron, I don't know if it's a Nazi. I don't. I don't have the catalog of, of the Nazi people in, on no, Twitter. Get, Can you get, he blocked me because he was a Nazi and he wanted, he didn't like Oh, well, then, oh well, he blocked you. Well, then obviously he's a Nazi because I'm like, I don't, okay, Byron, I don't know if he's a Nazi. I, yeah, but I know he is. <laughs> okay, well then, well, then there you go. Can you verify it? Can you have... Can you put the little Nazi symbol on his uh, Twitter handle so to verify he's a Instead Nazi? of a verified check, they just get a little swastika next to their name, so we all right because it's verified, verified Nazi on verified Nazi on Twitter. Verified Nazi. Yeah. 
Oh, and to clarify for Dante Oblivion, yes, Byron is clearly talking about Shisa movies. No, 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 no. Yes, like Cartman's mom. Yes. No, I know what that means. Shiza! I very much I'm just saying that I found out some guy I don't even know had blocked me, and it was because he was a Nazi. He also blocks Justin, so that says something else about him. And he blocks a few other people. This guy, you know, he could maybe he use someone to talk to. blocked me because he was a Dave Meltzer fan. It had nothing to do with Nazism. Are you, are you saying Dave? Are you lumping Dave Meltzer right. in, in this that, group? No, not yet. Okay. We'll see you later. Does. I'm not going to bury Meltzer. I actually like Meltzer a lot. I just happen to think that his information when it comes to Lucha Underground is not as accurate as his information when it comes to other wrestling companies and 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 mixed martial arts. That's all. That's mm. all yeah, no, that's that's true. I don't think. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, come on now. There's. We all know Dave's strong twins, and it's you know New Japan and uh, uh, you know MMA. That's. I mean, don't, don't yeah. trust. Trust me. If I want to know what happened in uh, in stardom or any kind of uh, uh, female wrestling, I do not go to Dave Meltzer. So right. it's you know it's like if I need to know lucha, I think Dave knows maybe like a few CMLL stuff. But besides that, like I don't go to like I'm going. Hmm, I need to know about lucha. Let me go to Dave Meltzer. That's not what I do. So you know, obviously. Yeah, but for you know, your your Young Bucks news, of course, it's accurate because they probably right. called and told him himself. But when it comes to lucha underground, it. It is typically, I find that he has little pieces of his stories correct, but then the rest has been like sent through some filter and it feels like it's sure, very no. third hand information. I think, I think, I think with, when it comes to the Lucha Underground stuff, he see, he hears like a tidbit, but obviously as a journalist, you can't just write a tidbit. So he makes the conclusion himself and writes that too. But sometimes a lot of, oh, a lot of times the conclusion is not correct. Yeah, um, and that's yeah, why so, I say he yeah. does have he he'll get little pieces of it, right? And I'll tell you guys shortly as soon as we're talk, done talking about the episode what I'm talking about and make people stick around for a little bit. Um, but you yeah. know he gets little pieces. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna right we're gonna and, say it at the last five minutes, so you have to w- listen the whole time. <laughs> I'll at least do I'll do it before I talk about UFC. I'll give I'll give everyone that. Like I won't make you wrestling fans stick around for that, UFC talk. That Ronda, oh, thank God. That Ronda Rousey news that we're gonna talk about later is gonna be no. huge. Please don't. No Ronda Rousey talk. I heard some Ronda Rousey news the other day. Yeah, she oh, has a It was all about her honeymoon. I don't think you want to know. She learned she learned how to back bump? What? <laughs> I wish. If she learned if she learned how to back bump, Vince McMahon could make some serious money off of her for two well, pay-per-views. I, she learned how to back bump. She's training at uh, Santino's right now, so I hope she I hope she learned that by now. Yeah, but she has to actually do it. She's probably just learning how to 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 make her stuff look good and not yeah. trying to take bumps from anybody yet. Mm, That's I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Who knows? Who, well, who I mean, Santino Brothers is good though. Come on, uh, yeah, she's, no, at, she's in a good that. place. She's in a good place. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully they get her in there because honestly, she could be big money. She could be big money. She doesn't have to do a whole lot in there to be big money either. You know, you saw you saw what right, we're talking about UFC now. Yeah, you're right. We're jumping. In. We're, we're jumping, jumping around. We were kind of so, talking about WWE. So they did that scene, and Evie kicked Jeremiah Crane in the bathroom stall, and there was a shot of Jeremiah uh, knocked out with Evie's butt in the foreground. It was a really good shot. And then because Jeremiah was knocked out, right? That's what you're trying to say. No, because the, the, the other butt. thing. Oh, yeah. The butt. 
And then there was a battle royal where uh, there was a huge upset. Vinny lost, and the Mac won. Wait, so you're telling me Evie's your thing? I didn't know. I didn't know you had an Evie thing. We should try mm -hmm. to get her on the show for you. Maybe we could hook you guys up. She got a boyfriend. I think so, but also, uh, I don't know if I'm tough enough. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Byron. You might, you might, you might could be good friends with her. Maybe might we should get on the show be. and see if, yeah, and see see what we can do. You know, you're all TJ Millerish looking and on a podcast, and she's all like wrestling and tough and hot, and you know, maybe there's something there. You don't think so? Uh, uh, yeah. No, no, sure, Justin. I think that's probably we're basing this conversation in reality now. So wait, so you're saying she's out of your league? Hold on. You're admitting Ivelisse is out of your league. Hold on. What do you mean, hold on? I don't want to. I don't listen. I want to correct you, but without sounding vain. So, is she or is she not I've out never of the league? Let's let's put it up to the chat room. <laughs> Uh, the chat room, do you think that Ivelisse is out of uh, Byron Fever's league? Let's look at the votes. Zeus King, uh, it's close, but I don't think so. Uh, Dante is very pro me, which is not shocking. Um, Andre, what's up? He's just saying hi. I don't think he gets the poll. That's weird. Oh, good. Thank you for um, joining in. Uh, Krabs isn't here i think he forgot his login not even the password but the actual he forgot how many z's are in his name to log in <laughs> mr Krabs, where is mr Krabs? that's fascinating i'm so, gonna go i'm gonna go back and see him um uh in florida i think <laughs> anyway so uh Look, you know okay, very, so, so uh, we're talking about you know, you're right she's out of your league but we should we right. should get we should get Evie on the show because you know she does have an incredible story from tough enough from breaking her ankles so much and uh, you know she had that incredible match with <laughs> Middle. I but, think she's got an incredible story from from this year. Like, yeah, Evie, Evie, please tell us your incredible story on how you broke your ankles a lot. Yeah, don't. Well, the you know won't be the first question out of the game. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, that, you know, all that adversity, like Wait, she, maybe. <laughs> this is why we don't let Byron write the interviews for this show. That Hi, Evie. Can you tell me? Can you tell us about the fourth time you broke your ankle, please? Thanks. She's had a lot of adversity, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but then also, um, <laughs> but it's also like oh, she had the great match with Mill, and it seems you know that she kind of like paved the way for the sexy star world. Lucha Underground Championship, and I think Casey might have some questions. Ooh, yeah, t tell her that. Yeah, that it could have been her. That it could have been her. I think we could have some good podcasting okay, about so, that. So, here's how the interview goes. We talk, to Evie, we talk to Evie about her broken ankles, and then we say, oh, yeah, and all time. that awesome stuff that Sexy Star squandered that was designed for you. How do you feel about oh, that? So, th that's hey, where you want to go with the interview? She's yes. never going to come on the show now, Byron. Yeah, Evie, great job on the mill match. I mean, obviously, everyone knows that because you got hurt, they gave it to Sexy Star instead. How do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah. Thank that was a great interview. That's I can't wait for this. That's those are the, awesome. Those are the biting questions that people want to know, and I'm sure she has opinions. Look, I, and I'm not even I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm sure people do want to know about that, but I think there's probably a, a little more tactful way to talk about these things without being No. Quiet. So, so, so I think uh, here's the question. Her, her many ankle question. breaks are all, is an awesome way to put it. A, yeah. How many <laughs> You're several can you can you describe the difference between the second ankle break and the third? I, have, and I, the I, have, I do have one thing that I was curious about. Um, 
so she came back and she had awesome red hair. I thought the red hair looked great, but also like she was going to do a major, like I'm bleeding. You know, she was bleeding out of the head in a really big way. And it was kind of like the opposite Ric Flair effect where Ric Flair <laughs> always like would bleach his hair. So he'd bleed and look crazier. And like, she seemed to like dye her hair to minimize the effect of the, of the blade job or whatever. So wait, 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 you're burying her. What? With, wow. You're burying no, her with like two <laughs> gallons of blood because of her hair color. I, I'm just curious. Like, was it, was she sweating and the hair dye was coming down? We may never get another guest on this show again. Oh my God. This is, you're a great interview there. Well, I did. <laughs> I did want to talk about the bottle breaks though. Like did, did, did she go hard way from the bottle breaks or was she, did she get in the office? I couldn't uh, I don't know. I, I honestly thought it was legit. I mean, those those bottle breaks were fucking fierce. That were, they they were there's three of them. Because I mean, honestly, I I I personally thought it was like like legit, just because. I mean, we all, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, how how many people are gonna believe that? You know what I mean? But she literally got. I I felt like the way when I looked at it in the replay, because like you know when I first saw it, but looked at it on the replay, I was like, holy shit. That's, you know, that's like, I, th I thought it was legit just because it was. I thought so too. And know. the where it was placed too is not like what it was kind of like right in here or something. It was, it looked it right. Looked, and, and plus, <laughs> and plus, like Byron, and like Byron said, I mean, if she would have planned it, she would have wore, you know, she would have had bleach blonde hair like Ric Flair. I mean, obviously. Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. But she's you a professional. And then you turn around and agree with me. Yeah, it's she's, the luchador that wears well, the. Well, I mean, I say, you know, I mean, well, I say a little bit nicer than you, you know. But no, it's just you know, a, I, I don't. I didn't call her the uh, the, the opposite of Rick Rick Flair. Um, yeah, that's yeah. not really a compliment to any wrestler to say. Oh yeah, you're the opposite of Rick Flair. Like, no, 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 no. I'm you, just, know how, you, you know I'm how just, Rick Flair is awesome. Gonna... <laughs> you're not. Yeah, you're the opposite. You're like the. You know. I you heard know, this. You know how Rick Flair is like the best. You know the best ever. Like you're like not it. You're like the other way around. Mm, no, I'm just talking about hair color in that. If you're going to do a massive uh, blade job for an Ultimate Lucha match, you don't dye your hair blood red. That's just a thing. Yeah, That's I, just a thing. I agree with Dante that it was a little too low to have been really intentional. And uh, Zeus King, you're a pervert. Zeus King is getting a chubby in the chat room about Katrina licking the blood mm -hmm. off of her. Uh, Paul Cross also uh, that, that is using words in a way that perhaps is not gentlemanlike. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, I like them battling up the stairs too. Uh, I'm glad neither of them did the uh, famous B getting thrown all the way to the floor <laughs> spot. <laughs> that would not have been wise, but, um, the, it, it, the cell of the whole thing worked and, and the blood. Oh, a lot of people last week were talking about why was, why asking why there was so much blood in the, uh, <laughs> on the mat. Yeah. Sorry, Vinny, you were breaking up there for a second. Um, they were asking why there was so much blood in the ring for the Dante Fox uh, kill shot match, but that was the last match filmed the first day. And these two matches that you saw on this show happened to have happened before that. Um, so now you know the, the mysterious reasons why there was like 52 gallons of blood in the temple already by the time that Dante Fox... I just, there's, just, there's always blood at some time in, in, in just random times, I think. I mean, there's blood everywhere in that place. I love when Phoenix is That's bleeding, right. where he basically he'll like he'll like be uh, on his stomach or bent over in a way where he'll just 
bleed into like a pool of blood in his mask and then he'll kind of lift his face up and it all just pours out and they get close-ups of it for a guy who wears a mask he really bleeds a lot well i yeah. mean i mean you saw that he ripped i heard what my was covered that was pretty much it yeah what was that, Vinny? I'm sorry, I, I lost you there for a second. You were talking about Phoenix's mask? Oh, Vinny is walking. I can hear him. One of my Speaking of the all-time greats, one of my favorite Ric Flair stories uh, that I just uh, read online was during his recent health scare when he was coming out of his coma, he didn't know who his own daughter was, but he was doing a flare strut and telling people about how much he drew all over the South. He, he didn't know who his own daughter was until he felt those man hands on his shoulder. He didn't identify who Charlotte Flair was, but he could tell people how many you know championships and how many sellouts he had in Charlotte, and he was doing a Flair strut. Which is that's kind of awesome. I mean, look, he's you know one of the greatest. It's well, he remembers the important things. Well, it's like people coddle their children, and they make them like. When you're a kid, everyone tells you how great you are, and you're the center of the world. And it's just nice. Unless you're Ric Flair's kid, when he and, tells you how great yeah. he is and how he's the center of the world. And it's That's nice amazing. to see like a kid get cut down for a change, brought down to earth. <laughs> you really are turning into a heel, Byron. <laughs> I just this is saying, amazing. They have it easy. Why can't one of them just be told, be like made aware of where they stand in the level priorities. Like one, I feel, I feel like I'm being swerved, Byron. I like I always thought you were babyface, and you're just turning right before my eyes, and I'm I'm in shock. I feel I feel like this is our Enzo and Big Cast moment. Well, it's because that's an important swerve. It's just Ric Flair slept with ten thousand women, and that angle was awful. And Everyone, including Enzo, was better once Cass blew his knee out doing a simple walking out of the ring thing. But um, Ric Flair slept with 10,000 women. Do you think if he made any of his children a priority in his life, he would have time to be a 43-time champion? That's Wilt Chamberlain that's up with 10,000. No, he said that too. Yeah, but Wilt was actually correct. Ric Flair is probably at about 8,500. If you... If you go in the South and you know, basically, if you know someone. You're saying every knows, blonde child I meet in the South is actually Ric Flair's kid. No, but I do think that if you go somewhere and you ask everyone in a room, hey, does anyone here know Ric Flair? You're going to find someone who goes, yeah, my friend, my sister's friend knows Ric Flair. She dated him for a bit. Like you're going to find someone who knows someone who has had sex with Ric Flair if you're in the South. And you, you talk to people in that age group, which is... Jagos or Jagos, anyone. however you pronounce it. No, Byron, Byron is going full heel. I'm declaring Byron is full heel now. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you, don't, you think you're a tweener, Byron, but you're a, you're a fucking heel. I don't live with, I don't live with uh, labels. Well, you should. Um, so anyway, I wanted to talk about the finish of the Evie-Katrina match before we talk about this, uh, this Phoenix ordeal, as I like to call it. Um, I th- I liked their their big spots, and I don't know what the hell that weird sit out DDT neckbreaker thingy that Katrina did was, but it looked fucking good to me. I don't like. Vinny, it. do you know what that move was? <laughs> you're you're going full heel. Oh what? my god! 
I love what that thing. I don't like it. Like, you're like literally the critic. You're. I hate hated it. Just, I hate that move. I've always hated that move. What move? Have you, where have you ever seen that move? Where before? have you seen it before? I've seen moves that are similar to that, where you do <laughs> pick someone up and you drop them down, and it's like it uh, did look very Japanese. It it looked like. Uh, but I don't get what happens. And also, Jagos. Like, Jagos. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm correcting myself. Jagos. Jagoff is more like it. Jagoff. Bubba Ray used to do this move as his like oh, uh, his his finish as a Bubba singles. Ray move. That's but not he, it. No, nope. it's kind of like no, it's, but the way he would do it, no, it would look like an atomic drop, but a super one. No, but she that's had not her, that's not that's not her. the same thing, Byron. But this one is like, uh, what what's happening here? She's just picking her up and like sitting down. No, because she had her in like a, a half Nelson no, when she he, did it. Like, no, you got okay, Byron. When, when Bubba does it, it's it's basically like up and down. He's got him in a full Nelson, and they're facing the the same way. And he goes up and down, and sh and like supposed to, you know, yeah. supposed to hit him in the lower back or whatever, compress the back. This one, she had she had a guillotine, were, were, right? Facing each other, they were facing each other, and she got him in a she got her in a reverse chicken wing, and the neck is like right on her shoulder. Yeah, it looked like if they had been larger or more muscular, it would have really, really hurt. <laughs> it's, it's it's basically like what it is. It's um, you know, you, you know, you you. She had her like a uh, I forgot who, what's her name, but someone in TNA used to do it. Uh, you basically you grabbed, you know, you grab the uh, like almost like a, you know, like a bear hug, but you get the arm in, and then you you straddle the the legs, so the chin is doing like a stunner, but facing, and then you drop down. Right. I thought it was right. dope. I, I like. I thought it was really creative. I thought it was a well-worked spot. It was perfectly timed, and I thought it, the execution was good because the shit looked like it hurt. Yeah. The <laughs> impact. The impact is to the chin, not the butt. I, I know. Hmm. I, I know you're going back to Evie's butt, but it's that's not. It's not the impact. It's the chin. Yeah. And then, what was the? On, and then, Evelise came back. Um, when hit what was what was hers was like a, a leg step uh, oh yeah she, yeah she did sort of elevate she had a cool move where she did a she <laughs> stepped up evie uh did a step up uh ddt so it's kind of like uh i don't know again we're acknowledging that byron really likes ivalice right i wouldn't say it was an elevated ddt but right. that's something i haven't heard before where she she kind of uh, it was just like creative. a leg sweep DDT. That's all it no, was. No, no, no. I thought, well, maybe I oh, saw wrong. But didn't she step Byron, on the thigh to get up higher and then drop down into a DDT? Oh, yeah, she did. Like, she stepped on her knee as she, or her inside knee. To go up a little bit and then drop down. I thought that was cool and unique. I haven't seen that before. Byron's in love, that's all. It's in love. I you probably liked all the, uh, you, did you like the, the two count pin attempt? Then with the uh, missionary position, was that okay? Here's here's the thing about that. <laughs> okay, oh. that that sort of thing with female wrestlers and their butts hanging out, or those types of pins and this and that, and you go, oh, okay, so it's kind of suggestive. But for every like for every one moment of that, you're looking at like ten dudes' taints, right? So <laughs> we see that stuff all the time with the male wrestlers, and if the female wrestlers do it, it's just all the same thing. So, except when Angelico was doing those pins that one time in that match that got retconned, but anyway, gotcha. you know what? I'm, I'm but sorry. I did enjoy I'm it. I'm sorry, Byron, but I don't know what wrestling you're looking at, but I'm not looking at 
10 dudes taints when I'm right when I'm watching wrestling I, dude I'm, no yeah like even if they're there 80% of, <laughs> of professional wrestling is just looking at that really part of the upper inner thigh of men where <laughs> you know where like you know what I mean? Like the I, th- I think you watch. I think you watch them. these programs a little, a little or different like than I do. I'm gonna when put I, some. I'm gonna put I, some Eisman's then up there. If that's all, if that's all you're looking at, I'm just gonna put some. Uh, I'm gonna rent rent out some some like a Sprite thing right there, or like a you know Coca Cola right there. Since eighty percent, eighty percent, you're looking up my. I don't, I don't no, but you you wear you don't wear like you don't wear short tights though. But like the ones who wear short tights. You see a lot oh, of I'm not, I'm not really type, I'm sorry. So no, we, I took I took my crew last time I was working in Boston. I took them to see NXT and it was a lot of fun. It was great. But I warned them, listen, you're not used to this. You're gonna be looking at a lot of male taints. Actually, both genders are wrestling. You're just gonna see a lot of taints in general, more than you're used to witnessing. You're gonna have to get over that and you'll be able to enjoy professional. But wrestling. there's a lot of other things to look at other than the taint, Byron. I you know. See, but Vinny, this is what I deal with. Like, I've had to hear him talk about yeah. Cage's package and how Cage's package is always right in his grill. It's like, oh, I never noticed this. everyone. I Wait never have noticed Cage's package until Byron is like, look, Cage's package is in our face again. And I'm like, well, okay, I, I wouldn't have ever noticed that okay. if you hadn't been pointing and staring at it. All right. So Casey is with me on this because he wears baby blue tights at Bola 2015 and he got up on the turnbuckle and raised his arms and then th- and just put it out there for us to see. And Casey yeah, and I never unsee it. And I'm sorry, Byron. It's when, like, it's when, like the when Brian Cage raises his arms. I'm looking, I'm making eye contact. I'm not going. It's like he teabagged. He was teabagging everyone on that corner of the ring. And then there was this other set of tights that he was. Dude, have you seen his biceps though? How are you not looking at his arms or something else? Like you're 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 looking at his junk. I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to. The, the silence speaks volumes. I appreciate that. That, that was that I, was the most uncomfortable two seconds of my life. Oh my at least, at least you're being completely honest. I don't I do, want to. It's a do, very, very good answer. Thank I you, do, Byron. I do know that there was this one picture that they had of Cage when he was at the temple. Okay, the stop. Steps, let's, let's move and on. he was like, okay. "Yeah, you know." And I remember that day. I remember that taping. And Casey and I both can confirm that before they posted that picture, they very clearly photoshopped they blacked out that area in his tights so you couldn't tell that he was wearing another set of moose knuckle tights all right byron let's just say this i'm not too worried about you yet but if you start writing brian cage slash fiction we're we're done me and you are done Mm, that's all i'm I'm saying i'm not writing anything let alone that or filming it or imagining it don't record (laughs) don't don't uh yeah don't record any brian cage fiction either then <laughs> yeah whatever whatever it is that you are thinking about a brian cage you you probably just need to keep that between you and i'm and just i'm trying mr. to get mr santos <laughs> i'm trying to get as far away as i can from, <laughs> from okay. those horrible horrible images in my head so uh okay I won't all right back to, back to ivalice and uh right and so uh, anyway the the i like the finisher yeah evie, evie gets the win which um, makes makes sense here. And then uh, Jeremiah mm-hmm. comes out. And just to keep the match super fucking stiff, those hammer shots, <laughs> wow. Talk about a fucking sell. I, I thought Jeremiah was legit fucking worked up right there for a minute. What yeah, was the, going on there? 
I, I'm I'm actually very interested uh, if there is a season four and all that stuff moving forward to see Ivelisse work a program with Jeremiah because, I mean, you think I, Sammy will be back? You think he'll come back? I I mean I really hope I think as far as intergender wrestling goes I think that's you know he'll be able to she'll be able to do and she'll be able to excel I think that her and Taya I think are are toughest nails. And Taya's had her matches that earned her a lot of respect against Cage. Again, I'm not bringing it up. You guys are, but um, and I think this could this could be what Evie needs. Like she had the one match with Mill, and that you know showed her off a little bit. But working a program and having a series of matches with someone like Sammy Callahan will really show people what she can bring to the table. Um, also, uh, follow up question: How did it feel when your ankle broke the sec third time with a hammer? <laughs> 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 yep you're a heel <laughs> <laughs> nicely played nicely played. uh i you know honestly i i like i liked it it was good just because you know i mean i i've said it before on, on twitter is it's just i love how and i'm not kissing butt or anything but i just love how all like there's there's a, so many stories there but they they're basic it's so weird because they're all kind of tied together somehow and i just love the fact that you know what i mean the whole katrina you know and uh crow you know storyline is basically you know like because he hasn't even wrestled yet he still has to wrestle but he was in you know he was included in the in the in that storyline which i still have no idea what's going on there's you know you know there's the medallion yeah, I, I, I that storyline yeah. There's still so much to talk about, but I just I love the fact how everything's kind of tied in together. You know, I always love it because you know, like like you guys know, I don't know any of those storylines. I you know, I'm there for the shows, but I I'm not there for the vignettes or anything. So I have no clue what's going on. I have no idea. You know, all the vignettes I see with you guys at, at the same time. So I don't. I mean, literally though, I don't think anybody really knows. Like it would take the whole locker room getting together over drinks and hanging out and trying to piece together. Oh, I filmed this. I shot this. Oh, so that maybe means this is going to happen. Like you would have to literally get the whole cast together or torture, right. torture DJ. That'd be like and, the well, only way you're going to find out. And actually, it's funny because like sometimes like we'll you know we'll, we'll be having dinner afterwards, and they'll tell me, oh man, you know I, did, I shut this vignette, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to know. I actually <laughs> tell the guys to not tell me because I want to know. Uh, I want to be surprised when I watch it when I watch the show, and they're like, really, you don't want to know? What I'm like, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know because I want to know when when it airs because I that's how much I love the show. I want to. I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, and I mean, and, and that's exciting too, and especially when you, you've been like, we love seeing the show live, so we have to go. But at the same time, afterwards, I kind of want to forget about it. Like I've heard Mil Machete say it a couple times too that he tries to forget after he leaves there, so that he can enjoy it again later, and so that you can enjoy the full presentation of how you know DJ and Roach and Evie Dub meant to present it. And I guess I'll throw Stolman in there. Stolman. 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 <laughs> um, hello jerry but yeah. i i liked uh you know i liked what they were doing with the rock in the match too um and kind of playing up the symbolism and you know with katrina needing the rock and then wanting to get it back desperately and running away with it at the very end and that she was more concerned with that than anything jeremiah or evie was doing um it was also here's something that's a little weird to me i like that evie won and obviously the rock had to play into the finish but it's it's and I'm happy EV won for reasons we've already gotten into and also just for the storyline. Yeah, but, I know. Um, 
it's weird that Katrina lost a match when she's invincible and can teleport. Why doesn't she just teleport out of a pin or a move? And she's invincible. Yeah. And and can't but, die. But when she okay, but when she teleports and when she's invincible, isn't she holding the rock? Ooh, that's a oh. Or the I don't know. Right? I don't is, know. Isn't that the whole isn't that isn't that she has the rock in her hand? When she's teleporting, when she's talking to Cage, and Cage is holding her neck, she yeah. has the rock in her hand, right? I, that um, might you might be onto something. She had the gauntlet on her, and that kept her from doing. Maybe the gauntlet drained her. No, because remember Cage had <laughs> remember Cage had her in the with the neck, and he was yeah. or he was gonna backspin of death. You know, Shibata her, but she disappeared. Right? Doesn't that is wasn't she holding the rock? I don't know if she was holding the rock or not. I know that well, when she was first it? tried well, to she teleport, usually is. she, she couldn't because of the gauntlet. She usually she is she's holding it. Yeah. So there you go. So, I mean, that's why, you know, she can't, I mean, unless the referee, which I'm sure the referee made her put the rock down, right? Well, she Ooh. had it in her box. Right. Mm. What? So because she, I said in her box, Byron, really? How old what? are you? The no, rock I'm, is in I'm, the box? What's going I was, on? I was reacting to um, Dante outing Mil Machetes as drinking Zima. What's wrong with Zima? I'm not seven years old anymore. I don't <laughs> fuck around with that. I honestly have not had a Zima since 1994, I think, literally, was the last time I had a Zima. You were like 95. 35 back then, right? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was 34. <laughs> <laughs> The years actually make a difference when you when when you get up there. I, I'm told. Yeah, they make a little bit of a difference at my age. Shut up. You'll be here soon. Everyone. When's your, when's your birthday? My birthday is March first. Not uh, anymore, motherfucker. I stole that shit. My birthday is March first. Uh, <laughs> I won. I won that competition fair and square by everyone getting too drunk and forgetting to finish the game, and everyone just assumed I won. Which you're, you're is wrong. I won, and it's been my birthday. That's why you're so young, because you haven't had a birthday in the last seven years. Everyone in my writing class thought, well, not everyone, but the people I talked to, I think, thought I was like 30, and I was I was like, this class already paid for itself. <laughs> you just go there for the undeserved youthful thanks from your co-writers. We'll watch old SNL clips, and I'll be like, I don't know who Will Ferrell's impersonating either. Uh, are my chips too crunchy? I think the chat room doesn't like my chips. I got these from, um, I'm in New Orleans right now. And I went to one of my favorite restaurants right where I used to live when I was here called uh, The Butcher. It's yeah. at Koshan. And um, fabulous, fabulous sandwiches. I had pork belly and I have a little half pastrami for later. But they also make their own chips. Good Lord. I have one of their hats. I love ah. They're good. That used to be my gimmick, motherfuckers. Eating on this show used to be my gimmick. Be thankful I dropped that gimmick a long time ago. No, yeah, I, I remember you eating on the show every single week. Yes, I remember that too. Hey, look, when I get I back to LA, like I've got two boxes of Count Chocula waiting to be eaten on this show. I got eat. We gotta have a we gotta have a cereal war episode. I'm gonna get cinnamon next toast crunch Thursday, next Thursday night, brother. I'm busy or, or Friday because night. we got. What are you busy? What are you doing? I don't know. We're doing Friday next week because of Casey, right? Uh, I, I want to go to the Brooklyn Film Festival, but I'm sure I could do this before then. No, let's do it Friday next week. 
Everyone yeah. listening now, Friday next week, because we're going to get Casey back and tell him how much we miss him and how much we need him back regularly. Let's see, people, look, we jest, we make fun of Casey, but honestly, people don't realize this show honestly would not exist without Casey. This show probably would have never happened, even though he wasn't on the first episode. The whole point of the first episode was like, oh my God, Casey and J-Ray could do a podcast from uh, a noisy street. The Last Real Heels could do a podcast from their car. Clearly, we could be doing a podcast and having fun that no one will listen to. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. And we really just wanted to make fun of Casey and J Ray. That was really kind yeah, of the point. I remember, I remember that that Casey uh, episode when he was like in literally in the parking lot waiting for like a, a toy shop to open. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is fascinating. <laughs> like that was my. Like, hey guys, I'm, hey guys, we're waiting for Toys R Us to open. Uh, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, this is great. But and then and and then literally was like, you know what? I don't feel so bad now. It's it's you know it's people like Casey that makes you think. You know what? If Casey can do it, literally anybody can do it. That's kind of what I thought. And then Casey stopped doing that show, and I was like, oh, well, Casey, why don't you come over here and hang out with our show? Because you don't have to do much. I mean, if you can hang out and sit in a car, you could clearly just hang out and talk to me and Byron. We're just going to talk about shit we always talk about. And that was kind of the birth of of the the full version of MMM show. But a lot of people love- probably don't know that. I bust I bust Casey's balls a lot, but I love Casey. He's a good guy. I I like hanging out with him when I when I come to LA. The best part about it is we could say all the nice stuff about Casey. He'll never listen this far because he's not on this episode. He'll also, never know. Like people, Byron, you could actually say something nice about Casey right now, and he'll never know. I want to say what up to Josh Pillow. Uh, thank you for your friendship uh, and congratulations on everything that's going well in your life. You just totally to no that. sold your opportunity to say something nice about one of your bestest buddies. Why would I say something nice about him? It's horrible. All he does is insinuate that he has anal sex with me on a daily basis. What's that? Oh, come on, here you are. Are you in a trip? Zeus King even is in the chat room talking about how much he thinks Casey sucks. Jagos, um, DJ, after the show last week, as we were uh, signing off, um, made sure to let me know when I said thank you for coming on or whatever, that it was the best time he's ever had on the show legitimately. Um, and it was purely because uh, Casey was not on it. And DJ's really, really had like the best time he's ever had with us and might actually even come back on our show now, even though he ha- hates us and used to swear he would never be on the show. He showed up like blackout drunk one time because he thought Casey was on the show. He thought Casey was going to awesome. beat him up on the sexy star thing. So he- he- Yes, I remember that. Oh, that was... I got so much heat that night. That was so awesome. <laughs> I think everybody got heat that whole week. Hey, uh, Sexy Star, I saw got uh, booked on a progress show. But here's the kicker, because it's better if you actually see it in text. Uh, it's Sexy Star with two R's at the end. because there's, <laughs> Because there's a tag team with David Starr <laughs> and some other dude who calls himself Sexy. So they call themselves as a tag team, Sexy Star... That'll get heat. That'll get the best heat. I've seen David Starr. He's he's fun in person. Byron, are you ready to talk about this Apuestas match? Uh, hey, we got on TV a whole bunch. Yeah, where were we? Where were we, we were. during Dante and Killshot? We were, we were over there too. 
I know, but they got no shots of us during Dante kill shot, and, and yet for some reason for this match they had us all over the place. I think they saved it for this, and yeah. they won't cut to us for the rest of the show. I just remember I hadn't seen the show last night, so I had to watch on iTunes. So this morning I see Andre's tweet of my reaction when uh, when Marty starts ripping the mask off, and I'm like, oh no, what happened? Because he put a gif. That's her. You were oh you uh, honestly though you were, I saw. Byron like at least 10 times well yeah he's a big giant red Christmas light he's pretty easy to find for I the camera out. I have a very I have a face that you just want to look at and Plus, he was the only person standing in our section with a poor little old lady sitting behind him who was just trying to see the show okay poor old lady that was one of for a guarantee confirmed hashtag confirmed that was one of Melissa Santos's friends wearing high heels and like a mini skirt sitting behind me with yes. some other dude and uh and because they were talking after the show and they asked me to sit the fuck down during the show. They wanted to see your tall, then, big, lurpy dude. Then they ended up moving because we're at Ultimo Lucha Tres and some of the people had to be into the show. I remember this, these other seats, this, this idiot with like a bad, like, like green <laughs> faded hair was sitting next to us. He looked like he like worked out and wrote books about it. And he sat on his hands the whole time. Oh my god! It just uh, it upset me. Like there were a lot of VIPs there that just didn't. They were too cool for school. Whereas, oh man, do you guys do you guys remember the? <laughs> you guys remember Ultima Lucha, the very first one, the Pentagon uh, match. Yeah, but like every, just like everybody would, because I I don't, you know, because Ultima Lucha usually I think the first one there was uh, a lot of uh, you know friends and family there. And like when Vampira was wrestling Pentagon, like literally everybody was like, what the hell am I watching? Like they were just like, what is happening? Like everyone was just like. Oh, there was there was a whole lot of this guy. Like, Dante I mean, and Killshot too. Oh, yeah. And this was, Phoenix yeah, match. But, I mean, but it like, wasn't as bad. I mean, like I remember like the first the first Ultima Lucha because there was there must have been like a lot of friends and family because there was a lot of kids there I yeah. remember and just, I remember they were just like oh my god somebody just died in front of us it was, it was, and every and like half the fans were you know the, the fans that were there that were you know they had been there for the whole the, the whole Lucha Underground season they were loving it but you can tell the, the people that weren't there like there was like their first wrestling experience and they were just like what the hell is this you know I'm, I'm looking I'm waiting for you know they're probably thinking it's going to be you know, uh, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and like Pentagon <laughs> yeah. just like killed Vampiro with a light tube. They're just. I they're, think it was yeah. kind of the same at this one too. And and for people who don't know, when you go to the temple, you have to be over twelve years old if you are Loving a over a, a regular a regular person there. But the VIPs, you know, you're not going to tell somebody who's like the vice president of you know distribution over at MGM when they show up with their kid. <laughs> to, to kick rocks you can't bring your kid in here so those are the only times you know that they're vips because that's the only time kids under 12 are ever there you know i right. remember i remember uh well i mean can you i remember seeing like the family leaving mid-match yes which was incredible <laughs> oh, there the kids are like definitely tr that was the moment that shaped the rest of their lives maybe not i mean you better. gotta i mean you gotta you gotta admit if you know if, if you're you know if you don't you don't watch wrestling you you kind of watch wrestling and i'm sure you've seen like john cena and Rey mysterio you know and then you sh come and you you know you and you come and you and you're seeing you know dante fox uh hit a chunk of his back on a stretcher you're just oh. like you know what that's something a little different yeah. than i'm used to you know
and and yeah. don't 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 forget like all that happened after this Phoenix Marty match, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think man. Oh. But yeah, you bring your kids. You bring your kids to the show. They do like we're filming a TV show, lawyer talk at the very beginning, and the whole building just erupts in a bodily fluids chant. At that the could, lawyer. <laughs> at the lawyer. That should give. That's a sign. Oh man. That's foreshadowing. Oh, that's, I should tell you where you are. It's I a miss, very hard PG thirteen uh, at Lucha Underground. Very hard. I miss, <laughs> man, I miss I miss the temple so much. I can't I can't wait to go back. Oh um, man. We all gotta time. get back there soon. Uh, all right, so hair versus mask. We've been talking about it, but um Phoenix definitely got the love literally on the ring entrance. Um and I think Marty tore into Phoenix's mask uh, what about twenty-five seconds into this match? I mean, it was pretty early on when when we were already seeing that pretty pretty face, Phoenix's pretty pretty little lower face coming through. Um, yeah, but it's covered in blood, so it's obscured. Not immediately. Not immediately. At first, he got a nice little tear, and then the blood yeah. just. Well, well, first, well, first he did the the uh, the dive, and then Marty pushed the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Mariposa in front. So that was awesome. Yeah, that was know? great. And then she left, so I was like, "Okay, that's interesting." Yeah, who wouldn't leave? <laughs> she I mean, should. Like, fuck you, Marty. Marty, yeah, there's a very, it's a very weird relationship that's going on there at that family, but I'm, hopefully, we'll know more about it. Let's then, talk more uh, about it. I don't know if I want to know more about that particular relationship. I'm yeah, a little really? worried from some of the theories that Casey has had about that relationship. That. Um, um, uh, what is it? What, what, it might make the show a little more than a hard PG-13 if we were to find out about all of that relationship. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. I'm afraid you to think ask. They, you think they've made out before? Uh, that'd be a nice way of asking the, the question, I guess. Their brother and sister, you think they've touched things before? Is that what you're insinuating? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling even queasier from that than all the blood that happened in this match. You, you had issues with the questions I was raising earlier, and I, I don't. I'm letting you ask your questions now. No, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that there's not some deep-seated uh, incest angle there. That's what I, I'm. I'll, I'll call it like I see it. I, I hope that I don't see that. <laughs> well, my whole thing about incest in wrestling is that Vince seems. For the whole attitude era, he really it was always like Vince is planning to do an incest angle with these people. Like he, it seemed like Vince McMahon had a hard on for incest angles, and he sort of <laughs> did one once, but he was always like really wanting to do it. <laughs> That's right. That right there is. Can we have that be the title of the episode? <laughs> Vince McMahon has a hard on for in incest angles. That's gonna get a lot of downloads. And when that to... didn't work for him, it was like giving birth to hands and yeah. necrophilia angles instead. Well, I mean, didn't, so. didn't he have like an angle where, I mean, like, I mean, Vince has some weird angles with him, especially when once he got Stephanie and and his wife and Linda involved, it, it got it, it did get weird for a little bit. Uh, he there, wrestled but... a match with his daughter. He stared at her boobs on camera. Weird stuff with his daughter. Uh, Ryan Shamrock was supposed to be an incest angle with Ken Shamrock. Um, really? I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, but also it's like, you're going to tell Ken Shamrock that you're going to put him on TV having sex with his sister. I think Ken Shamrock will probably have something to say about that. And then, uh, but then drew, no, it wasn't, it was, uh, it was a pirate and, uh, <laughs> pirate and a sister, uh, were, Hey, Paul maybe Paul that's Carson, where they're, right? maybe that's where they're going with the Jason Jordan thing. 
Him and him and Kurt Angle. Yeah. Oh, Maybe no. Vince is bringing it back. No, the Jason Jordan thing. They're they're trying <laughs> something they've done a few times. They're they're putting him out there as a babyface and making him be cheesy and, and sort of heel. But that would be the ultimate Vince Angle. It would be interracial, gay incest. That would what? be like the ultimate Vince Angle, right? That's the ultimate Vince. Well, when you get to seventy years old, you got to find new ways to get your kids. And then you, you can know? kill Kurt Angle and ha- and get your necrophilia in there too. All right, we're gonna. All right, but, guys, we're gonna we're, we're gonna do the dusty finish. Hell no, we're gonna do we're gonna do the incest interracial gay angle. Well they could right. just put Rick Flair in a match. It sweeps, guys. Come on, it's WrestleMania season. We gotta go. That's exactly what's happening, damn it. I'm convinced of it. Pal. God damn it. God damn it, pal. I wanna see incest. Yeah, I mean uh, why not? Right? I mean it's, no I, enough, I, enough I, hardly headbutts for Vince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I d I don't think the uh, the the moths have uh, you know the, is going to go that way. I think it's just I literally think they hate each other. I think I think it's one of those like um, you know the, those families where they literally beat the crap out of each other. But so she, you know so anyways back to the match. She she leaves and right. then uh, Marty exposes the turnbuckle and then he gets just just he like literally just falls right on that thing, uh, which you know we all know from Cesaro getting his teeth jammed up his gums. That's not fun. So, and then Marty, and then then Phoenix begins to just flow with blood. I mean, yeah, which was awesome, by the way. The, crap. The chat room thinks we're averse to this kind of thing. No, no, I'm a sick, sadistic fuck. It's not, hey, that, I'm, that I blood was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the blood was cool. Uh, the incest, maybe not what? so much from my side, but yeah, Wait, the bleeding, like which Phoenix. Side is, which side was some- your side? Uh, no, you know I'm not, I'm not into No, I just, you guys were talking about how you like the incest angle, and I'm, it's not my cup of tea. But uh, <laughs> if there's one thing they could count on, it's Phoenix bleeding like like a stuck pig. And it's um, it was awesome. But, you know, he's one of the pure, one of the few pure baby I mean, faces I, in the honestly, temple. I feel like if he hadn't had the mask on, that thing would have been spurting. Like you would have yeah. actually seen some real geyser um, action. You saw rivers like pour out. And, from- uh, and honestly, I'm pretty sure they actually cut it down on the show. Like there was a few moments where like he lifted up the mask a little bit and blood just went blah, like just yeah. gushed it, out. And I mean, they cut that shit out. Yeah, I remember like I remember when he took that uh uh the double knees to the face and he looked up. I remember there was just like it was just going nuts and yeah, it would. He's a he's definitely a, a bleeder for sure. But I mean, th- I think the mask did, you know, did kind of tone it down a little bit. But I, I honestly, I loved it. I loved the whole entire thing just because you can just tell, you know, it just made it awesome. Yeah, know, he the, didn't miss the, a step after that either. Like no, we were a little was, worried, like, oh, maybe he's losing too much and they're gonna have to cut this thing short. But he did not lose a step and he kept going the whole way, hit every spot, like spot yeah. on. Right, I mean, and I love was, Melissa. Melissa just like right there, just you know, you, you can just you know you can you can feel how you know how she felt. It was I just honestly I love that match. I was so who the hell that. knew Melissa was that loud? Like that girl I got pipes. Hey yo, I didn't even mean it that way. <laughs> but she is. She was really like, like we've heard her do stuff, and you know she had her match and everything. So. You know where she's at, but at the same time, when she was yelling at Marty and they were doing their bit at the end of the, you know, don't hurt him, I'll do whatever you want kind of thing. I mean, she's not mic'd there, guys. 
and no. she was loud as sh- shit. Like they put a no, mic even yeah. on Brenda. They did favorite, not put a mic yeah, on Melissa. Yeah, my favorite part was when uh, when Marty got the uh, the the scissors and he put it right like oh. on the throat, and you can just hear it. It wasn't like a normal scream. It was just like one of those like, oh my god, please, you know what I mean? It was just oh, I, I loved it. It was just awesome. Yeah, that was that was it, like anybody who thinks Melissa can't act, you're wrong. That shit was good. She was like on point. The reaction was great. All of us were screaming like like no matter what you think about wrestling or what you think you know, you get to a moment like that where everyone is putting in the work and we all for at least a, a half a second thought, "Oh shit, Marty might cut a fool." <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's I, It was that yeah. moment. Go ahead, Vinny. No, no, I'm, I was. I'm just. I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm sorry. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm getting excited. So I, I. You know, when I get excited about wrestling, I always talk too much. So I'm sorry. Go. Ahead. No, no, it's great. It was good. It was that freaking good. I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it, man. And like, I didn't. I. I kind of felt where the finish of the match was going, but it didn't matter when you got there. And those are the best matches to me where it's like, it doesn't matter if you, you know where a match is going to go or how it's going to end storyline wise when the storytelling gets that compelling and you're that sold at the ending of what's happening. Like that's why I love wrestling. It's Mm -hmm. those moments and you can't get them every day. You have to work up to them. You have to make it mean something where you finally get there. Marty's just been creepy to this girl forever, <laughs> you know, and there's been this soft sell ever since what end of season one where he started creeping mm-hmm. on her, you know, so you, you figure 60 episodes later of television is where this starts to pay off. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I did it, the, and the timing of it, just the whole entire thing where, you know, you know because she gave him the low blow and then and then just phoenix just killed him with that well i don't even know it was like a knee or a, a foot to the back of the head i was kind of like a bummer yeah 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 it was just it was just awesome but i mean like everything there's just the, the whole timing of it because as soon as she you know she came in and she she actually like you know kicked him in the balls i mean just you can just tell everyone was like you know yeah it was just it was just a good you know and then it wasn't like my favorite the thing I like it wasn't like oh she kicked him in the balls and then he got rolled up it wasn't like that it was like she kicked him in the balls and then Phoenix still kicked him in the head and hit him with the 450 you know what I mean so it's like yeah I, it was just a perfect thing because you know I mean we all know we all we've all seen those wrestling things where it's like you know she yeah. the girl comes in kicks him kicks him and the guy rolls him up real quick which is fine but it's not satisfying like nobody, right, and it's you know, not it's not main event caliber either you you still want that main event finish in a moment like that instead of you know just mm-hmm. a soft finish like that's we have that's for, for hour one of raw the quick kick and roll up you know the schoolboy. <laughs> well i mean there was a solid six months of of women's wrestling on wwe where every match finished in a roll-up yeah. I mean, six just, years i mean and, come on but but one thing, uh, if there if there would be a theme for tonight's uh, or for ultimate lucha trace part dose part part right. dose, um, it's it's just like it's resolution to blood feuds, you know. Part with blood, the pun, yeah, with actual like, blood. Both matches, like they hated each other, they beat the hell out of each other. It wasn't pretty at all, and there was lots of bleeding there was lots of violence and brutality and then there was a satisfying end and this is one of the matches too that last week when we said 
Yeah, if you thought Dante and Killshot was great, there's still more great stuff coming. And don't get me wrong, I still think Dante and Killshot was probably the best match. But there's yeah. there's still even more after this, man. There's a few more where you're going to be like, oh, damn, they fucking pulled it all out again. But but you guys would agree, but that's the whole point of, uh, you know, of a season ending episode. You know what I mean? You got to, you know, yeah. You you gotta have you gotta you know those those you know tying in those loose ends and you know i mean i mean to i mean to to me you know watching melissa kick him in the balls and then have phoenix pin him and then cut his hair while you know uh mariposa chair gave him a chair shot and she leaves him right there to me that was like all right that closes the chapter on that book you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's not you like you don't expect season four to start and phoenix and Marty are still, you know, against each other. Like you're not gonna, you know right. what I mean? You're like, oh nope, it's fine, it's done. That story is done, and that's how. That's what I miss about wrestling. Is there's, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, with other wrestling right now, there's still, there's a match, the supposedly the ending match, but then a week later they'll still wrestle each other, or they'll, you know what I mean? Or they'll yeah. still do something. I'm like, to me, that's how, and you know. Like, yeah, like you actually have an ending. Yeah, I would expect that that Phoenix and Marty will move on from each other. And then this opens it up for Mariposa's storyline a little bit to see where she's going. And we don't know if it's a face turn or if it's just dissension with her and her brother or if they make up and everything is fine. What I mean, even just a new people. But, but, but I don't expect them, you know, I don't ex I don't see them, you know, against each other, which is great. Yeah, and that's how, you know, and, and that's why a good season ending should be, I, I believe. And it's pretty satisfying to see uh, Marty do the Telly Savalas thing there. Yeah. Damn, it's a shame, though, in real life, he grew that shit back fast. Huh. I, was, I was kind of bummed out. I was hoping to see him rock the Telly Savalas for a while and maybe go out and do some matches with the bald head. But he yeah, he, he stayed under wraps for like a month, and he came back with a nice short buzz cut. And it I is, was like, it, damn it. it. Yeah, yeah it, it is funny because like sometimes when, those, you know, when a lot of wrestlers lose their hair on a hair versus a mask match or whatever, they, they just don't buzz it completely off and from now on will be completely bald but right because yeah, I, I remember like he had like didn't he have like a was it was a triple mania like right after that or something yeah by the next time you saw him he already had like a nice little yeah it was already grew on. back i, I kind of like that he grew his hair back in time for the match to air i was worried that it was going to be real spoilery i didn't know there's going to be 14 months for him to grow his hair back <laughs> yeah we were wondering that like oh man he's gonna have to like but yeah. it's not like he takes a ton of indie bookings and stuff anyway you yeah. know he's but not cage, one of these guys that's out every weekend like cage cage is out all the time yeah it, cage is hanging out all the time i know but uh cage lost a hair match what? with uh i think it was del rio and then that's when he started doing the mohawk after when it was growing back so that's Wait, show me that again byron one more time do, do the mohawk real quick awesome yeah, this is where the hair goes right there and he started he started doing a mohawk after that and it was really badass it actually improved him to lose that hair match um well yeah because before he had like remember he had that faux hawk and then he like <laughs> remember he put the he put a little bit of uh color in i was like what are you doing man come on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so some, some guys should just be bald. It looks good. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> if you say so, Brian. <laughs> Come on, bro. What's up, bro? It looks cool, man. I'm like, yeah, dude. Fauxhawk and a little bit of a, you know, blue blue hair to match your, your baby blue tights. So, since you've talked about Cage so much, Byron, do you have any update right. on little baby cyborg yet? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I think I think Byron spent from uh, thinking about baby blue tights right now. He's like, oh. I don't. I, yeah. oh. I know. I know why Byron has problems with Melissa now. I get it. It all makes sense. Everything is. I don't have problems with her. I don't have problems with her. It's uh, you know. Moving on. It's what? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I just she's she comes across. No, go, very go well ahead. Say TV. some stuff so I can't ever get Melissa as a guest. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> It'd be really great. I would love Melissa to come on to the show. We can ask her questions about Yeah, what like what questions about Byron, like being, how she about her the ring announcement sometime or what? No, I she's everyone loves her and and what it was <laughs> like to start at the at the show at the Lucha Underground show and what you know her history with uh, I think it was wow. She didn't even start. Yeah, I was going to say she didn't start and, at the Lucha Underground show. No, no, she, she started she started at Lucha when she started at Lucha, you oh, know, okay. how was that like considering that she was she did have a wrestling background even though she was predominantly uh an aspiring actress and um and how much that played into her getting involved in the ring like did she want to do it okay asked to do it or did they go do you want to do it and she said well sure because i can also she botches a serious ring announcement every single show wow okay that's that's just a fact any other any you want to ask her about does she had any injuries that you want to ask her about <laughs> not yet all right good okay awesome so gotta, thanks byron I, i'm thanks surprised byron hasn't mentioned anything about me like anything you know like bad about me any questions uh so i didn't my favorite oh, i do have a question for both of you though okay oh. you guys have both seen the episode mm. who got more airtime byron or Vinny? byron <laughs> i'm just kidding i mean that's the question for this that is the ultimate question for this week because they no. really did show the shit out of byron at the end of the show my, my favorite part was when uh there was a uh when pimpinello was walking out and dancing byron's like you know uh, was clapping along, and then there was the uh, there was the, he turns to the the girl next to him and goes, and she, you can tell Byron's like explaining like the whole entire history of Pimpinella, and she's like, what? Like I don't care, I'm just dancing right now. <laughs> Byron loves to dance. You you probably don't know this about Byron. He's not any good we at know. it. Oh, we know. But but he loves to dance. <laughs> hey, gonna Byron, no, I'm gonna no comment everything about that. Okay. You have to you have to go out on a date with Byron so he can bring you on the podcast and then he can tell you about his dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. We'll periscope the whole thing. Let's do it. No, Byron actually did. Byron came on the show once with a date. I mean, I don't even know if it was really a date. They were just hanging out. I don't want no, to no, over, no, no. over categorize it and mess you up with, with your lady friend because I don't know if she knew it was a date, even though I'm pretty sure you thought it was a date no 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 it was uh we were hanging out in between right things. we were eating just on the way from one place to another yeah I, yeah i get it i understand yeah hey uh you don't mind if i do this little show real quick it's my show you know it's about me I'm just gonna do a little quick little show you don't mind do you? oh it's, he totally did it and he explained everything to her the whole time too he was like oh yeah so you see well in wrestling like oh well we're on there he's like well in wrestling i explained the taint you guys are selling something that means that there it's like oh my god what is happening here it's amazing it was amazing it's the best show ever um all right, yeah, so and you talk about how good Casey is and important he is to the show. I want to talk about the Meltzer thing now, um, since I, uh -oh. I teased that I would talk about it. Uh, well, first, what, what episode, what uh, matches are next week? Do, do we know what matches are next week? 
That's it, right? There's no there's all of them, right? Or they? Is it a two-hour special to finish? Is it is it is next week a two-hour special, or is there two more? There's episodes? a ladder match. No, I thought there was four four weeks of. of oh, there's this. four. Yeah. Yeah, there's four. So there's I four. Think, so I think next week is the Son of Havoc versus Penta. Uh, uh, Pentagon, and then Matanza and Dragon Azteca Junior. Yeah. Match. And yeah. then are we doing the last Luchador standing? Oh yeah, and then yeah, sexy, last sexy star and uh, Taya. That's all next week. Yeah, I think that would be what next week is. And if it is, that's another one that uh, should be pretty good. But <laughs> those, those, I remember all those three matches. Those are all good matches. I think I'd be fine if I remember correctly. Which would leave what? Uh, well, you know, Jeremiah Cage and Mill might be next mm. week too. No, yeah. is, or it is not- that the following week? Is that in the last episode? I thought that was the last episode. I don't remember. It might be. But there's it's still, there's still a lot of matches. That second day, man, I was so kind of tired and out of it and delirious and still having fun. But, you know, I'd been in the streets with Urban at whatever o'clock in the morning and waiting in line and like being tired from the first day and just worn out. Like that second day is a little more of a blur. But yes. I know the finish is big. <laughs> That's all you get out of me. I've actually had people DMing me asking me to tell them what the the finale of Ultima Lucha Trace is going to be. I have like, a, seriously, I'm, A, it's already out there. B, I'm not going to be the one to tell you. Like, don't ask me shit like that. You'll never get that information out of me. Um, I, just, I, just, I just told people, I just told people that uh, uh, I do a big run in and chair shot everybody. So that's what we tell people too. Yeah. No, no, no. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I too have had people to, uh, you know spoilers and i you know it's i tell them i don't know because i don't want to get fired no one asked me <laughs> well that's also true like yeah i'm not i'm not going to violate the nda it's not worth it okay so Meltzer reported that um in in the wrestling observer on wrestling observer radio i'll, I'll give him his proper due credit um he basically has been saying that which underground is getting some good news and the fact that they have some new um, source of funding, as he puts it, you know, but that that source of funding is going to spend far less money per episode for the season than what the company had been spending previous seasons. Um, okay, so this is another one of those Meltzer is right and Meltzer is wrong things. How do you and, know? Well, I know because I know. how the hell do you know i'll tell you i know because i know so look any sense well exactly it's not allowed to make sense because i can't tell you how i know because then a you could know and b i'm not necessarily supposed to know but i do i'm just listening you guys i just saw a gif of katrina's finishing move and there's no way that's a stunner. She has Ivelisse in a butterfly. Like, she's going for a butterfly suplex. You know what I mean? She's, she Nobody said it was a stunner. No, Vinny said it was a stunner. No, no he, said it, he said Vinny it was said. like a stunner, except you're was, facing the other way, and there's a, a chicken wing. What's the impact on that? The back. How? It's Come awesome, here. dude. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go over there next week, and I'm going to do it to you. Do it. See what happens. Find me. There's nothing that happens. What, what, what are you hiding out? <laughs> Come find me. I dare you. <laughs> I'm not even on the same coast as you. Oh. 
told yeah. him I go. <laughs> Vinny's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going too much work. for it. Yeah. Too much yeah, work. That. All right. Hey, so yeah. the, the Meltzer thing, okay. um, again, and, and, and I've talked about this with people before, like, look, Meltzer gets some information, but then the way that he conveys it is just, it, it seems off. So the way I understand it is that, you know, obviously there's a holdup with season four. This is not a secret to anybody. If you heard Evie dub on this show, you know that it's not a secret and that they're trying to do something. I think that the part that people don't understand is, well, who's trying to do what and what is the holdup? What's the issue? Like, don't be stupid, people. It's obviously money. Like, there's no, there's no dark arts, no dark science here. People. It's not about the ratings. It's not about the numbers. El Ray's plenty happy with the show and would love to have it. But clearly, they don't want to spend the amount of money that is required or they don't want to say they want to spend it. So here's what happens. If you're a company and you're making a show, what happens is the network says, we'll give you this much amount of money to make the show. And after a few years, a lot of times they want that show to come in cheaper. They want it to come in at a lower number to try to streamline the show, to try to get the same amount of ad revenue out of it and increase their profits so that you know, after a show has been running, a lot of times things run smoother and you can figure out cheaper ways to do it. And so they're probably haggling back and forth over what that magic number is of per episode money. This is not uh, not anything out of the ordinary by any stretch of the imagination. There's a deadline. They have to go back and forth until they get to that deadline. Whoever flinches first is stupid. No one's going to flinch until right before the deadline. So that's just what it's going to be, people. No one is going to know the answer to all of this stuff and whether or not there's going to be a season four and whether or not it's going to be exactly the same as before or if they're going to hit this, whatever this magic number is, until they get closer to that deadline, which we have all heard is coming up in the very near future. So I imagine before the end of 2017, we will all know the real answer. Um, and it's that simple. Now, where Meltzer is kind of extrapolating and getting things wrong is, I believe that Lucha Underground is saying fine, or, or I shouldn't say Lucha Underground, MGM is saying fine. El Rey is not necessarily interested in giving us the same amount or whatever increases that we want for this next season. So let's see if we can find someone that will do some gap financing that will fill in the middle part of it, still allow us to make this show for either some type of uh, financial consideration in the product, some share in the product, or maybe some commercial consideration or maybe a syndication consideration. They're looking for somebody else maybe to fill in the gaps which is what Meltzer's talking about. I heard this same information a few weeks ago, and basically it sounds like there might be someone willing to do that. That's all that Meltzer is reporting, and maybe that does help the, the deal get done. But the way that he's expressing it is he's saying that because of these people, then the budget of Lucha Underground would be lower. No, because of these people, they'd be able to get the budget to where they want it to make the show at all. And that's where he doesn't understand the process of making a television program compared to a wrestling show. You're trying to finance in the holes. And it's just about money, people. It's just business. This has nothing to do with backstage wrestling politics whatsoever. And I'm here to tell you that for a fact, there is no one involved in the whole process, even the people who want to spend less on the product, that doesn't want the product back. Everyone involved wants the product back. It's simply a question of what the number is going to be that gets the product back and if they're willing to meet that. 
It's that simple. And maybe they aren't. Maybe at the end of the day, maybe a month from now, we find out, fuck, they just couldn't come to a number that worked for anybody. Then most likely the rights to the show either revert back to Dorian or MGM or them combined and El Ray just loses their opportunity to make the show and it could still get made. It doesn't, it doesn't deter the shows have jumped networks before. And if other people see the, the lucrative nature of it or a place or a way that they can make money and now maybe it changes a whole bunch by then, maybe wrestlers contracts are void. Maybe, you know, everyone goes their separate directions and they have to reboot. Maybe that even is even still the case. If El Ray picks it up at this point, I don't know. I don't, all these contracts are different. Every performer with Lucha has a slightly different contract, especially the guys that came in at season two are different than the ones from season one. Some guys had longer term stuff. Some guys had shorter term stuff. Some guys already renegotiated. Everybody's got something a little bit different. So some guys, might be able to get out of their contracts. Some guys might be able to go and do stuff for Dorian. Some guys might be allowed to go to TNA and other guys aren't. Everybody's contract's different. Mm -hmm. So the product might change because of this big long lag. Maybe not. You know, you heard DJ last week talking about, you know, he he has stuff and ideas written for the guys he's been told uh, are still under contract and would be back if there was a season four. That's what he's planning on. That's what Evie Dub's planning on. That's hopefully what those performers are planning on. We know that there's a few of those guys that would love to see themselves get let out of it and who have just decided that this isn't a good situation for them for one reason or another. Some of them might be let go because of that. Some of them might be held to their contracts. This is the stuff we don't know. And just like Eric said when he was talking about Sexy Star, there's no reason for them to even go down that path of what they're going to do with performers or not because they don't have an answer about season four yet. They just simply don't have it. But they are working on it every day. Yes, they're trying to get the financing to make the whole thing work, to get the budgets that they want, to go back in there, to rebuild the temple, to make everything exciting, to bring in more performers, to keep the guys that are there happy. Like people, Just because they're not talking about it doesn't mean this stuff isn't happening. Doesn't mean that there's not news. Doesn't mean that there's not advancements. And it takes Dave fucking Meltzer for anybody to listen to anything? Really? Are you salty because we've been saying this and have interviews of people saying this nonstop and then people only pay attention to him? I'm, sal I'm salty because people think that because they don't see the motion that the situation is actually motionless. And it's yeah. not. There's people going back and forth every single day, taking meetings, working stuff out, looking at it on paper, working creatively to try to figure it out. And, and it's above everybody's pay grade. It's above every single person's pay grade who's talking about it publicly, including mine. It's above uh, most people's pay grade that are involved in the product. Like, you know, if you're not EV dub or higher, you're probably not in the loop on it. Like DJ doesn't know. DJ's trying to figure out if he needs to go get a job or if he's got some Lucha Underground work. Like, it's that simple. Nobody yeah. knows. I mean, these are guys, these are the millionaire, the millionaires are talking. <laughs> yeah let them we'll, talk, let them we'll talk people we'll, we'll give them another out. month and then after that we raise holy hell and i go down there and reopen the temple my goddamn self. yeah I'm, i mean and that's the thing that uh you know that i've been saying is because people you know i people always send me links or because for some reason uh you know they love to tell me when there's bad bad news on about lucha underground because you know they seem to think like i'm the only one that uh, still likes it for some, you know, I don't know, I don't understand. Because every time there's a bad news, they always link me, like, they want me to, like, you know, like, agree or disagree on I don't get it. But I can, like, every time they they do it, I tell them the same exact thing. I don't know. And uh, 
literally nobody knows. You know, the only people that know is, like you said, somebody in, you know, atop a, a, a building, you know, with, you know, that is in charge of a lot of shows and in charge of, a, you know, that's, they know. They're the ones that know, not every, not anybody else, not, you know, dirtsheets.com, not, you know, you know, at bulletclubhero.com. None of those people know. Uh, so, you know, everyone keeps keep sending me all these negative news that, you know, and, and think that I'm going to blow up on them. And, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I, yeah. I, and this isn't information that's going to get out either guys. It's not like there's some mm -hmm. backstage or locker room or places where these things are being discussed that it could leak out to anyone at, at our level. Like if you don't know an executive at Univision, who's like the parent company of El Rey or somebody at El Rey, or somebody higher up than than EB Dub at MGM, um, you know. And Dorian is the top of the ladder of Lucha Libre FMV, and he don't know. Like, yeah, this, this isn't. This, yeah, this isn't like you know the promoter and you know and the the number one you know the 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 you know the trainer at their school having dinner at Denny's and then they're discussing what's going to happen you know in a few months and then they tell. Uh, you know, they're top students it's, and then they, and then it gets leaked out. It's, that's not it. It's not, you know, it's not like real professional wrestling. It's not like the other, uh, you know, like, you know, this is a TV show. Like the very first day I was there, they told us it's a TV show and, you know, I'm, you know, this is what's happening. So, yeah, uh, this is like the, this is like the, the network renewal negotiation for raw between USA and WWE corporate, which eventually does come out because WWE has shareholders and, you know, USA has shareholders or whatever that they have to tell this stuff to. But when they're doing the negotiation, does anybody know any of that information? Hell right. no. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, we, you know, nobody, no, nobody leaks, you know, nobody leaked out the, the fact that they were canceling the, you know, the Edge and Christian show. Uh, cause that was, you know, part that was done inside an office. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, it, you know, it's, that's, that's, what's going on. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I, I do, I appreciate everyone, you know, the, you know, the ones that actually care about Lucha Underground that, that send me positive things, but the ones that just for some weird reason want to see it gone and they try to rile me up. Uh, <laughs> I think, I thank you too. And yes, I, I know that I am the. For some for some weird reason, I am the the face of Lucha Underground when it comes to uh, uh, online stuff. And by all means, I'll fucking I'll fight all of you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yes, I love I love that place. I don't. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of everyone talking shit about it and trying to roll me up. Yes. Well, I just don't I, even I, understand what is there to talk shit about. It's like you're, you, if you're watching Ultima Lucha right now, it's like it's still a great wrestling program. Is there is there somebody that really wants to tell me that? That Ultima Lucha Trace is not awesome. Oh, they, trust me, I, yeah. I, I trust me. There's, they're, they're there. They're, there's, there's people that send me stuff all the time. Why so, even bother uh, hating on it though? It's like, look, if if and I've and I've and you know what? Impact I, has a great I, episode next week, and I watch it. I'll be the first one to be like, yeah, I don't normally watch Impact, but damn, that was good. And that's and that's fine. I've blocked, I've blocked many of many people <laughs> online, and I'll keep blocking more. So go ahead and send me all the negative negativity you want about Lucha on the ground, and I'll still be happy to be involved and i'll still praise it and still talk you know great things about it so by all means continue continue to do whatever you want to do i'm tired of it well and i'm gonna do i'm gonna do my best to get dave Meltzer a good source that's what i'm gonna do to be positive i'm gonna find dave a good source maybe i'll just call dave myself and start leaking information to him so at least 
when he hits the dirt sheets with stuff about well, Lucha. Well, just tell, just tell, just tell Lucha Block because that's how, you know, that's how he gets his Lucha news. So well, and I do, and Dave has re-reported stuff that came from us and went to Lucha Blog and then to Dave Meltzer. <laughs> that's happened before, but that's and that's fine. I don't care. He's got the bigger audience. I don't care how he gets his stuff as long as he gets it out there and it's accurate. And I again, like I said before, I appreciate Meltzer. I read his stuff all the time. You know, I I I love it when he gives out numbers on pay-per-views and stuff. A lot of stuff people can't get and you know, and I've gone back and double-checked his facts on a lot of that stuff too and he seems to be pretty dead on with that stuff. You know, it, you know, you check it after the fact and it's like, "Oh shit, Dave really did know what those pay-per-view numbers were like 15 days before everybody else somehow." Well, uh yeah, I like Dave too. I, but you know, it, it's uh, you gotta pick and choose where you know the stuff that you listen to. But uh, uh, at at this point, my friends, because I, I can feel like I can feel like this is turning into a it's gonna be a UFC uh, chat. <laughs> Probably not a very long one, but yes. <laughs> oh, is what time? I don't even know what time it is, but it's almost uh, ten o'clock. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, it's time. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, hopefully, uh, Casey will be back because. Uh, you know, I, I do bust his balls, but Casey's good, and uh, I like having him here uh, on the show. And thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you, Vinny. You're always welcome at any time, like, as I've always said. Vinny, uh, uh, for those who don't know, Vinny was our very, very first guest, and this officially right. makes him our latest guest. So Last guest? No way. <laughs> well, that's not, let's hope so. Let's, let's, or let's not hope so. Let's, let's hope we keep going for a long I will, time. Uh, I'll leave you with this um, November 4th in uh, Stockton, California, if anybody wants, if anybody's in town or no, anywhere near, I will be wrestling one-on-one against Phil Baroni, former UFC fighter. Oh, badass? Uh, the, the New York badass. Wow. Uh, with, with, with special guest referee, David Mitchell, who used to be in the, in the UFC, UFC fighter, because obviously Phil goes nuts. I, we've heard stories about Phil going nuts. So uh, if anybody is in town, Stockton, uh, California, there's going to be some... Uh, a lot of people, a lot of UFC people in the audience, because Baroni's gonna punch you in the neck, Vinny. He's gonna like try I'm gonna, to punch you in the collarbone. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go train some jujitsu, uh, you know, over in Stockton and uh, get ready. Because all I wanna do is I'm just gonna just get him like, to the ground, man. Get him, him to the, the ground. ground. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna jump in and grab guard right, right away. Yeah, I'm please don't let that fool swing on you because he hits no, mighty I'm, hard and I, not very clean. Right. <laughs> and the, and the, yeah, and the best part is, uh, uh I don't think he knows how to wrestle so i'm just probably just gonna punch 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 me all he wants so it's gonna be fun sweep the leg oh, yes. Vinny. <laughs> all right well not not a real leg so but i appreciate it not like ivalice right byron yeah huh? let's not let's drop not. him on his head oh jeez. thank you byron all right guys thank you guys thanks Vinny. Thanks Vinny. later brother that was uh oh for those who don't know that was Vinny masaro at snoring elbow at snoring elbow because that elbow will put you to sleep also i want to say cody hall sucks fuck cody hall now what do you want to talk about uh there's a big (laughs) ufc this weekend watch it i'm going to talk about it next week when casey's here after we've seen the fight i'm very much looking forward to it for uh that you are i want to talk to you about two wwe related things since casey's Uh, not here and we're allowed to do that yeah yeah first of all the Enzo factor. Uh-huh. Is this the right move with Enzo? The whole thing that's been happening with Enzo has been kind of pitch perfect and and who knows how deep it goes. Who knows 
if it all started when we started reading on the dirt sheets and Reddit that Roman Reigns kicked him off a bus for being annoying. Because one, if that was fake and that was just planted to get everyone to hate Enzo, like we already knew he was annoying. It was a kind of a la- it was a lazy attempt, but also it was very effective. Everyone started hating Enzo, and his whole thing with Cass was kind of super lame. Cass got hurt, whatever. That probably wasn't fake. That's probably real. But Enzo is now doing his thing in two hundred five. Everyone hates him. They're working that angle, and the thing is, when Enzo shows the least bit of humility, shows up with some bruises on his face, he becomes way more compelling than he ever was. And he comes out there and he talks shit like he can talk shit. And he has enough personality for that whole show. And ultimately it revitalized Enzo. Enzo is carrying 205 Live as far as making it, you know, must watch WWE programming. And it was one of my most it was for me, I watched the Hulu edition of Raw and that was my the that was the segment I was the most interested in. It was great. It was a great segment. And, and, and here's the thing, and we've seen some of this stuff before. It's like, you know, one day, Jinder Mahal potatoes Finn Balor. You know, three weeks later, he's in the title picture. Sometimes the punishment, <laughs> you know, for doing something in the WWE can be strange because I do, it's weird. I feel like Enzo is legit being punished and being made fun of. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, dude, you're going to take your lumps for doing some dumb shit, but you're also going to be rewarded. Like we found a better spot for you. We're breaking you up because you can't get along with your your boy. And we're putting you in the limelight also because why should we punish ourselves just because we need to punish you? We're going to get the heat off of you and get the rub for the, for the whole business, for the whole division, for a whole nother show. So it's like, yeah, he got demoted and promoted at the same time. And somehow it makes for the perfect television angle. Yeah. And then... It, all of it is to get Kalisto in. That <laughs> deflated me a lot. Also, Kalisto is turning more and more into a poor man's like Drago slash Ultimo Dragon. Oh, yeah. worse than that, even like I, I mean, that, that that becomes the problem at the end of the day. I think that that Enzo is giving that whole show the rub right now. But what's going to happen when that run is over? Like, how long do they they, they have to let it go, Oscar, long to get anybody else? over yeah and you can't leave the belt on enzo that long it's not going to make any sense well he's gonna he's talking shit and then after he talks shit to everyone they bring in someone else who was not involved at all and then you know he beats up enzo and you're not invested in that you're invested in he he uh went to tony nice and said you have more abs and you have brains you schmuck which was amazing but now <laughs> oh, you're like but you also you learn something about Tony Nese's character by his reaction or whatever. Yeah, like his name. Yeah. (laughs) So now you're like, know his name before that. It's yeah. So now you're like, well, I want to see Tony Nese. If Tony Nese punched him in the face, you'd have a reaction to that. Now, but now here's the other question. So he comes out with these catchphrases. They're totally over. Is Enzo a heel or a face right now? It goes back and forth. He's not working a tweener gimmick. He isn't. He's doing his thing, and the the crowd is is weirdly cheering with him when he's telling the crowd how they turned against him. Right, but the but the whole like if they if they want to turn him, I feel like they're going to have to lose the catchphrases in the intro. I don't think he. I don't think he needs to follow those rules. I think he could do whatever he wants, and he's compelling enough 
if if the moment means he needs to have a certain attitude towards the crowd because the crowd goes all over the place too you know those so they're gonna actually let a character play the crowd back and forth like the crowd plays them i mean i know they do that when they go to canada but that's like the exception oh i don't i don't even think it's like a company-wide thing i think it's like a cena thing cena will react to the whatever crowd presents itself if they cheer, he's with them. If they boo, he's still John Cena interacting. But with he won't heal. He won't heal him. No, but that he's John Cena, doing John Cena stuff, and he reacts as John but, Cena. To but Enzo actually healed out the crowd some in that segment too. But that's Enzo's. Enzo, his character is that type of person, even as a face. I guess. I guess so. I think which makes him more of a tweener. But I don't feel like he's playing it like a tweener at all. I feel like he's either playing it full babyface or full heel, and it just like goes back and forth right now. Well, it's it's compelling, but it's it's because there there are those questions. But I also think that the crowd just kind of is weird or hypocritical or inconsistent, and Enzo is doing his thing. And sometimes when he does sort of the heel stuff, like you you abandoned me when my partner turned on me or something. I remember you know, them cheering when he'd get beat up or something. And then they would cheer him. They'd give him the baby face cheers. And it's, it's weird, but I think, I think it's weird. I mean, I was there for the, for the Brooklyn audience after SummerSlam, which the crowd just went into business for themselves. And I think Enzo <laughs> is someone who can just, he doesn't, he doesn't get thrown off if he's doing a face gimmick and he gets booed or vice versa. He's, well, I mean, people Enzo. say stuff about his his ring work all day long, but the kid can bump. Yeah, like he really can. Like you, you, you know, he might not have the the sweetest finishers in the world, and he might not be Captain Flippy shit, but his bumps are real good. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'd like to see him have a somewhat of a longer program with Neville, where Neville gets it back. And he infuses some personality into everyone. Do you really want to see the Neville program, though? Because, like, I feel like, okay, Neville, here's the deal, man. We're giving you Enzo for two or three weeks. Yeah. If you can't fucking use that heat and really get over, then F you, you're gone. Like, you can be Fergal's best friend backstage, but if you can't get out here and actually use this goddamn heat to get your character over finally, then F you, buddy. You had your shot. Well, yeah. I mean, I... Well... To be fair, I think I think when you look at the 205 crowd, Neville is one he is one of the most compelling um characters on that show. Yeah, I, but wouldn't I, you rather see like an Austin Aries and Enzo program? Well, Austin Aries isn't around. Well, exactly. But yeah. That's part of the problem. There's no Austin, Austin Aries around. Austin Aries would not need who, who's the B who's the B program? Who's who's after Neville? Let's see. TJ? I mean, no, fuck TJP. Um, I think, I mean, I think that Kendrick would be good, but he's not there to get that push and to do and to get that spotlight. Uh, who else? I mean, I guess they're trying to get Kalisto up and they want to make some money off of him now, but I wouldn't do that. I would, a, I would Kalisto do. Is fine, but that's a one pay-per-view program where, you know, you know who I would do get them over and then it ends. Like maybe Kalisto has a little run with the belt. And then it, and then he drops it back to Enzo. Yeah, I mean, Kalisto's a guy who's going to get over working on a work rate program. Um, but I think, really, who, considering who was out there on, on the ring for that last program versus who was out there the week before beating him up, right? I think um, 
I'm gonna best. I'm gonna fuck up his name. Uh, Metalik. Grand Metalik. Grand Metalik should be the guy who comes in, and I don't think he wins it right away because Enzo needs to be able to have some potency to to him, his offense, to his character. So he needs to be able to cheat to win. You know, kick a dude in the dick. He needs to have a dude who looks strong who can talk to foil him, just like what Austin Aries would have done in that spot. I mean, that, I mean, I'm looking at it like, yes, I think that's the most optimal pairing out of people who have been in that uh, who have been in that division or on that show. But I think. I'm looking at it from a different perspective of well hey look in two weeks and 90 days maybe it can be ricochet <laughs> God, no i don't want to see ricochet on raw against enzo but i i just i think that enzo should he should work a program that puts some the other person in a much better position and i don't think that's austin aries because austin aries is already awesome and he's already there i think if they could work something out where he talks a lot of shit and then someone else ends up the way, way more invested in by the audience right. and you know then they're happy he that he's champ and then you could bring neville in to be the heel challenger again and you know whatever but i just i i, I think that they need to really I, they still need to bring up well what about cedric well, alexander cedric cedric is probably i, I think my choice honestly which is yeah. where i was kind of going with this but Cedric's going to need some serious stick work and some stick time to to work out the kinks there. What about but, Swan? <laughs> Swan, yeah, uh, he's just I I don't think he's the right fit with Enzo yet. Like I could actually see them tagging together down the line. Like that would be the way to get Swan over. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I yeah. My my thing is though where they, I think they need to be careful is. The crowd is really behind Enzo. They don't know all this backstage shit. They don't know that Enzo's just a cock face in real life. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... No, the real crowd... Look, there's going to be smarks there that know, but <clears throat> not everybody knows that. And I think the real thing that they have to be careful with is the fact that they've pitted him against the entire show. And if he really is the baby face with the WWE universe, then who does that make the heel? It makes the whole show the heel, which makes everyone in the WWE universe think that the show itself is inferior and deserves to lose. And yeah. that's where it becomes a problem, where then the show is not getting the rub. Instead, it's looking like Enzo should bury the whole show because the show itself is shit, which is not that far from the truth. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I mean, kind of like what I've seen at 205. I've liked it, but also... Uh, it's an hour-long show, which makes it already just easier to manage, yeah. easier to handle. And I mean, but their their personalities, their live performances, some of their vignettes are really bad. And you kind of, I wonder if there's a purpose to just get as many people in a program with Enzo as possible to run them through to improve them. Oh, improve and I hate the personality. Yeah. Look, I hate to break the chat room's heart, but I can guarantee you right now, Trevor, Ricochet, Puma, whatever the fuck you want to call him, is trying to go to WWE. He would not be sitting around waiting out this contract, doing the things that he's doing, saying the things that he's saying if he was not trying to go to WWE. He can, he's done New Japan, guys. He does like 
he's not going to ever get over there. He's not going to move into the title picture there anytime soon. He's not a good enough talker, even for Gaijin. He's not that new Japan is not the place for him. New Japan is the place to see him. If you want to see a good match, Yeah, he is definitely going to the E and in my opinion, uh, I like the guy. I like his in-ring work. I think he's come a long way. I think, however, when he goes to the E, that he is going to regret it for a long time. I think it is not a good fit. I don't know. I think he'll he'll have a few years on his contract. He'll make some good money, and then... And then what? Go to Ring of Honor after that? <laughs> I mean, maybe season four will start up by then. <laughs> I don't know. You know, in some of the way that he's talked, I think the door is still open for him to come back to Lucha Underground at some point, but definitely not before he goes to the E or tries, you know, yeah. NXT or developmental there. No, and I honestly, I, I hope he stays at NXT. I hope he doesn't go to 205 Live for the, all the exact reasons we're talking about right now, because I don't think he can get over there. I don't think he can get over on Raw yet. I think that if they give him a good gimmick and teach him how to talk in NXT is the best chance that any of us have to see awesome stuff out of Trevor and honestly like the guy. So I hope that's what happens. You know, NXT has gotten over a lot of people that might not have gotten over without that time at that show. And yeah. And, but for a lot of those people, it's not necessarily going to stick too. I feel like we're seeing the, the, the diluting of Shinsuke Nakamura as we speak. You know, like these things just don't, always last very long and gimmicks that work in nxt don't necessarily work on the big stage every time um they just, so they just we'll see. yeah well because they can't follow it up the same way story-wise they have they can work longer ang- angles on nxt they can have things play out uh they they don't have to hot shot the belts over there to make things happen and stir things up you know you, and you just don't you don't have those options with smackdown i mean smackdown is trying to compete with raw <laughs> yeah so it has to kind of keep up on a certain level. Yeah, no, I definitely think uh, I think he'll have success. He'll have the success that he has under the WWE banner in NXT, but and he won't get that failure and wish he was somewhere else until he gets to the main stage. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe NXT will actually be a money-making brand by the time, like, you know, he would get called up, and they, they'll need star power like him for touring. It's, I don't know, NXT is possible. Weird. Yeah. I mean, they're getting better, better touring. I think their woman division has really been rebuilt, especially because of the Oscar thing, like you said, just killed it. And all the call ups killed it. Um, but like, I'm not like Drew McIntyre's champ. I don't really care. I don't care about Roderick Strong yeah. at NXT. Like, it's just, it's a lot of, I hate to say it because they're talented, but it's a lot of vanilla up there and Bobby Roode was a vanilla champ as as cool as he was he was kind of vanilla of a vanilla champ i liked i liked bobby rudis champ but that's just me he was heel but imagine if he was babyface then you got roddy strong you got drew mcintyre they're like i'm tough and then you have a match and then what else what do they have going on i don't i get the really good i'm not i fast forward i'll see i'll watch an alistair black match all day but well which is the exciting thing to watch all right so Last thing I'm going to talk about real quick, the UFC, uh, my boy El Kakui, Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee. I think that uh, Tony Ferguson is obviously going to be your next uh, interim lightweight champ. I don't know if that ever will lead to a fight with Conor McGregor. That's the real question that everybody wants answered. Uh, You got the DJ, 
your real champion <laughs> as the co-main event and not the main event, which is hilarious. That should tell you something about how much Demetrius draws on pay-per-view that he can't even headline a pay-per-view where he's the real champ and the fight above him is a uh, paper champion interim lightweight belt. But yeah, it's DJ versus Borg. That fight that got canceled last week. Uh, I believe that DJ wins that handily. I don't think Ray Borg's got anything for him. The interesting fight, the most interesting fight on the whole card actually to me is Fabricio Verdum versus the Black Beast Derek Lewis. I have no idea who wins that fight. I want to say Derek Lewis. I love Fabricio Verdum, and he's won me money in the past because he's he's so damn good. That's an exciting fight. That's the fight of the night. That's the fight to watch. I think I'm going to take Derek Lewis by knockout in the second round, but uh, I, I could be really, really wrong about that one. That's exciting. Everything on the uh, – I mean, I guess Talos Ladies versus Tabaris is maybe an interesting match. Um, that's really about it. The rest of the fights on the card um, don't really interest me. Pro Gonzalez, I'll watch. You know, I like Lando Venata, but against Green, I don't think that's a very interesting fight. Will Brooks versus Nick Lentz would be an awesome fight on a Bellator card, but I, I feel like it doesn't really – hold up uh, and then Dukinois has got a fight but again I think those the top three fights are your real fights and I think the the Verdum versus Lewis fight is the really exciting one um I I think El Kukui I I, I get I take that back because I, I love to watch El Kukui but I think he's going to absolutely destroy Kevin Lee which is a shame because I think Kevin Lee is better than probably 93 percent of the rest of the division but I don't think he's anywhere close to the guys that are in the top four of the lightweight division. I don't think Kevin Lee could beat Connor. I don't think he could beat El, El Kukui. I don't think he could beat uh, Khabib. I don't think he could beat Eddie Alvarez. I don't think he can beat any of those guys. <clears throat> so, um, you know, he's, he's number six or whatever for a reason. Anyway, that's it for me. You got anything yeah. else you want to throw in Byron? Uh, I'm looking at my notes. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for watching. Are we under three hours again? Yeah, we're under. We're, I th we might even be under two hours at this point. I don't know. I like it. Um, I'm going to yeah. go out and enjoy some New Orleans nightlife because I don't have to be at work until like nine or ten tomorrow. I'm jealous. I, I, it's been a while since I was down there. I'm jealous when you uh, sh showed a picture of the butcher. Sign. Yeah, like when I, I say New place. Orleans nightlife, it means I'm going to go downstairs to the hotel bar, have one drink, come upstairs and pass out. Like I go to bed. I'm go to bed so early. I'm such a little child now. How long you're working? When you're working. Well, yeah, you work 12, 13 hour days and then drive all over the country and fly all over the country. It does it to you. These are these Brussels sprouts are great, too. Oh, I have Brussels sprouts in my fr fridge. I might cook those up right now. I'm you don't have Brussels sprouts from Butcher. We're just like um, balsamic glaze drizzle and like a little bit of spicy cayenne pepper or something great i wonder if i can seamless some actual cooked Brussels sprouts right now all right folks so hopefully we'll get together friday next week hopefully we'll have casey back maybe we can round up another guest if there's mm -hmm. anybody listening that wants to be on the show call us evilies um hit us in the dm come on the show evie if there's anybody who wants to be on the show or any um big wigs at lucha underground that have some great news that they want to announce don't come on the show with bad news though no or bad no news, news. No, no, no bad news. No, no, no news either. I think our viewers would kill us because I think they think if we have a big guest that they're going to hear the thing that they want to hear the most. And that thing is not ready to be said yet. So should we try to get Evie Dub on to talk UFC? 
<laughs> that would just really, really, really pretty much ensure that no one would ever watch our show again, I think. That's almost what we did last time. Well, I, I brought EV Dub on last time to talk about them hitting 100 episodes. Yeah. That was the sole reason. And, and he actually chose to address Sexy Star issue. And then we asked him what was up with season four, and he obliged. He did not have to answer. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. I really just wanted shirts. to celebrate the 100th episode thing. So. You know, that was his choice. And and the same with DJ last week. DJ was here to talk about the match that we've all thought for 14 months was the most awesome match in the world was that uh, Hell of War match. Um, So I apologize to all you viewers. We weren't trying to swerve you. These were moments that we had always planned to talk to some of the big wigs about other things that were awesome. It just so happens to be that there are still these lingering questions that everyone has. But those guys don't even have the answers right now. Let's talk about Ultima Lucha. We got two more weeks of awesome, awesome. Two more weeks. Two more weeks of Ultima Lucha awesomeness. So let's uh, gird up our loins, strap in for the ride. There's still some more great matches. There's another great match next week, and there's definitely a great match the the very last episode. That I can tell you without being spoilery because it's just true. So until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Stay in the mix.